Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are live. Welcome to Harley Initiated Live here today on Wednesday night. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, rocking with my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. That's a fact. And today is very special because we got some, I feel like these are like really some fan initiate favorites. Yes. Because both of them actually are really setting the record for how many times they've been on the show. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's y'all. Good. We talking about these two here for my real initiates. Y'all know these folks. Because they've been on a platform and lit up these mics before. One person has never been here on the live, which I'm super excited about. Let's start with that beautiful soul right here. Y'all already know on TV's own Dr. Stacy J. Johnson. Welcome to Harley. Well, welcome back to Harley Initiated. How you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling like twerking something. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like kidding. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's always a pleasure to, you know, be with you and <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Dr. Tart knows I'm silly. So, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's always a pleasure, though. Yeah, good, yeah. good. No, yeah, we know yeah. we got two big personalities, so we know we're about to really turn out tonight. Oh, it's about to be fun. Yeah, it's about to be fun. And y'all already know who's here with us, man. The family man, the husband, the psychologist Mr. himself, yeah. Mr. Yes. Smooth. Turtleneck season is in town. Oh, Dr. Tart is here. Hold on, but I also have to say, you walked in looking like the five heartbeats. I got to say hey, it. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a trench coat on, everything. You got to have accessories, too. Looking like real black man. Black Friday deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 really. Like, it's like real R&B smooth over there. That's what he's got to bring it back. But tell me, you know what I love about Dr. Tart? Dr. Tart really living this life. As a matter of fact, I had it just set up just for you. We're going to pull up. Delano, please pull up this man's oh, family. We need oh, to pull that photo oh, up of the entire family because oh, wow. I'm telling you, it is just absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful Every family. time I look, I'm about to put your family photo on my refrigerator because I just wow. want to make sure we all see that. This is what we all striving yeah. for, folks. Yeah. That's so big fact. shout out it to you and the family. It picture, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> look like all under control. Well, look, we're excited to have you guys. We're excited. We're going to have a great conversation, to get, uh, great conversation today. This conversation it was inspired mm. by a few other conversations that we've had um, a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. when we talked about some of the toxic palates that we have in this culture, in this dating culture that we have. Because yeah. some of y'all want love, but y'all not really attracted to love. Y'all attracted to something real toxic. <laughs> so we can't really have no healthy love. And we about to figure out why today with these two amazing people on the platform but before we there, before we get to the conversation, I want Ryan to let y'all know what we got coming up. This thing, man, I'm getting really impressed with the level of show preparation. Like, we're really going crazy for y'all. Mm-hmm. We, we got to, though, because the initiates, they really, this is the thing. We just hit 900 initiates. I feel like the more initiates we wow. get, the more demanding y'all get. Wow. <laughs> they That's really want they the best. Paying. That's because right. they paying. That's right. That's they, they supporting the platform. So check, check this out, guys. I want to give y'all a little insight into the holiday schedule, okay? So 
we got to, you know, we, we got to take time for our families too, all of us, right? right? So no shows on Christmas Eve, that's Sunday, December 24th, and also no show on Christmas, December 25th, okay? But we will be making it up with a very special episode dropping right before the new year on the 28th. So mark this on your calendars, guys. We're doing a very special premiere special. on Thursday, December 28th at 12 noon. We're going to drop that video. And this is the thing. This is one of the most highly anticipated videos I think we've had on the platform. Can, can we go ahead and say the guess? Is that cool? Nah. You sure? Nah, we're going to surprise them. We're going to surprise them. Okay. okay. Tell, me, tell, them. Me, we're tell gonna, me. We're going to tell you. We're going to tell you. Yo, y'all really want this. Though. Y'all been asking for this first. Y'all been asking for this yeah. first. Okay. Now, also, the 31st, the 31st New Year's Eve, we want you guys to spend time with your family and then join us on that Monday because we already got everything secured, all new things, right? And that, that that's what we're going with? All new things, All baby. new things with one of you guys' favorite, Pastor James, James Edwards. Yeah, he's yeah, coming he's back, baby. He's yeah. coming back. And uh, just a couple more updates before I let y'all go, okay? So we got this thing. We're going live starting January 7th. January 7th will be our very first Sunday live episode, mm. keeping the exact same schedule, but we're going live three times a week. Sunday at 5, Monday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, guys. Three live shows a week, y'all. Absolutely. And this is the thing. It was time to celebrate, too, because over 900 initiates officially mm. and 200,000 subscribers. Yes, it happened last night. Oh, yeah. right. I'm about to say wow. that. Wow. Is that another Let me get a horn on that, Lalo. Give me a horn on that one right there. Absolutely, man. Wow. Listen, y'all showing Thank out, you. man. I, I appreciate everybody that subscribed, all of the initiates. Y'all are really helping this thing grow and help us bring these healthy conversations to the space. So y'all are doing that major. Tell them about that new drop, too. I mean, listen, it's not going to, you know, it's going to be some time, but tell them what we're prepping for with the Harley in Love. We're about to take that to the next level. Oh, the Harley in Love. Yes, y'all. So, guys, listen, Harley in Love, we are going about bringing you some, so many people came to us and said, Yo, listen, Todd, we struggling in dating. Yo, the, I don't really know how to date. We don't, I'm not really having these good conversations the way we need to. So, yes, we are going about bringing to you guys the Harley and Love Dating Deck. We bring in a limited supply first just so we can make sure we get it to the people. We make sure you absolutely love it. I want your reviews. I want your testimony. So when it actually drops, we'll let you guys know. But know it will be coming in the next few weeks. So we got some dating decks for the people coming very soon. So mm. just hold out because we are working on that for you guys. Very excited about that. And at 30 minutes, y'all, remember, at 30 minutes in this joint, it's going for the initiates only. So if you are not an initiate, the chat will only be here for the initiates, okay? Let's do it. So I want to talk about this because, man, this is – I was so inspired to have this conversation. I met with uh, – it was me and um, a couple of the brothers. Shout out to Willie Moore. Shout out to Tice. I met – I was with the brothers in the coffee shop and we was having such a good conversation about dating mm -hmm. and about some of the things that as men we struggle with. And one of the things that came up was a lot of the times we know, especially for the brothers that know they want and need a good woman, mm -hmm. we might struggle with what we truly desire. Our desires and our plans for the future just might not be in line. So yes, I want me a nice, healthy woman, but that's not really who I lust, mm. right? That's not really who I desire. My lust is elsewhere, right? Like who I really want in the back why, of why, my mind. That's what I was about to say. Why you got to do this? Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you gotta, I got to really show you what I mean yeah, by yeah, that. Yeah. He's crazy. And the reality of it is that's dangerous because that's there's double-mindedness in that, right? And well, I'm, I'm 
I'm confused with why can't we lust after something that's good for us? Mm. Well, see, that's what I want to figure out. Because right? I don't know if you lust after Mecca. I know you do with all them kids y'all got. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I know right. that's hey, some man. lusting going Mecca, on in the Mecca, tart house. Man, we want to be lusted after too. Mecca is persistent, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm getting that snip snip on December 28th. But what's wrong with lusting? Wait, hold, hold on, on, hold on. Hold on. I just, I, I, hold on. Wait, could yeah. you come a little closer to the mic a little bit? Up, up. Snip, snip, going down. You really end are? End of this month. Yeah, we had a long conversation. Uh -huh. Had a conversation. And uh, I already wow. had the console. I called myself. I don't need a console. Let's just do it today. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I found out. Uh, you actually have to get a console. They have to do different things. We can talk about offline. Yeah. So okay. Married men know. I did not know this. I was not prepared wow. for this console. <laughs> I didn't know console had some you know things to go with it. Okay. All right. And then I asked Mick, I said, um, you ready? And she says, uh, finally, I'm ready. Wow. Right? So wow. three that's kids later. That's it. And that's the vasectomy. That's it. But, you know, it's because yeah. it's, it's um, expanded us past capacity. Mm -hmm. wow. Did y'all know? Did y'all know this, this random facts you don't know? Do you know that even after vasectomy, they sell you this kit and you have to test whether your uh, semen still comes out, so you still can't be with your wife afterwards without protection because you actually have to send this kid off wow. to make sure no semen comes out because they may have to do a second one. Oh, yeah, wow. adjustment. Yeah, yeah, man. So this thing. So did they put you under the knife? No, wait. Like, you semen be put doesn't to come out anymore yeah, yeah. at all. It, it's no. That, we say what now? I'm sorry. You say <laughs> It's some, kind, it's some kind of juice. Well, first off, this thing, Dr. Tar no, 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 gave no, no, away. No, no, he no, just no, gave no, away no, the special no, episode, by the way. Right. That's we were dropping Dr. So, Tar's vasectomy. Right, right. There it is. <laughs> December 28th. Dr. Tar's vasectomy. Jokes. People didn't know, right? Right, right. They didn't know. So, no, I mean, stuff still, your ejaculate still comes out. Oh, okay. But nothing that can make a baby. Got it. Okay. When you said they had. No, I would have tap out. That was miserable. Some light, some light diet ejaculate. Yo, wow. That's interesting. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Because first of all, that's uh, look, that's what that's a seasoned brothers problem. Like brothers, <laughs> that's something that brothers in their late 40s and 50s huddle up and talk about. Bro, brothers that, that keep striking gold and keep having babies. Right. Yeah. Period. Which right. might be earlier for some of them. But let's get back to this lust thing. Okay. 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 You can't lust. A good woman that would be good for you, though, like you just said, I'm um, where you you compared the two, and that was a little yeah. confusing. For no, me. because the, the, but that's just the reality of where a lot of men and women are. Because we're gonna come to the ladies in a minute too, but we gonna I want to start here because okay. this what the this what the brothers were. Yes, a lot of my brothers, we know that a lot of these women that we attracted to, we cannot build with, we cannot grow with, mm -hmm. but we love to have them around for whatever pleasures or desires we want fulfilled. Mm. And that's very, very, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Especially when we begin to identify that this is not good for us, but we still don't stop. Mm. Because of the pleasures that this might this young lady might come along with. Mm. And this is this is a major state that many of us yeah. are in. We've, yeah. so we've developed these pleasures this that these other women come along with that good girls like myself don't. I just want to know. Oh. Why are you looking at me like that? Wait, hold on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Tart, I'm going to pass that on no, to you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Stacey. We go way back. So, I, I'm, so I'm, I'm just laughing. I have mannerisms and what she's getting at. I think, I think what you're talking about is a separation um, that a lot of guys make between a wife and a freak. 
Yes. That was, all right? And that it's hard to merge that into one. Even guys who are married will say, man, I don't even want to ask my wife to do certain things that I want to do with someone else. I feel like that is degrading to her. I feel like that is disrespectful to her. Mm -hmm. Like that part of my sexuality uh, to them is so perverse. Mm -hmm. They don't want to contaminate their wife with that. They put the wife on a pristine pedestal. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of guys struggle with the merge of the two. So why can't the wife, and I I guess, and and this is going to be very interesting tonight. Why can't the wife be in her husband's eyes mm-hmm. his freak? What is wrong with that for men? Here's what I here's what I see. Mm-hmm. I think what guys are doing is they want a fried chicken experience, mm-hmm. but they want all the nutrients of vegetables. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Impossible. Mm-hmm. The freak is fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 a bunch. It's high flavor. Mm-hmm. It's it's high. It's tasty. It's seasoned. It's spicy. Mm-hmm. Right. The texture is incredible, but it's gonna kill us in the long run, especially if we have a little bit too much of it. Now the thing about the the thing about the veggies is mm-hmm. the veggies is not as as polarizing. Right on any end of the spectrum. Too much of anything will chicken. kill you, though. Not the broccoli. The broccoli will. You can't. You heard about the lady who died because the only thing she ate was vegetables. Very, 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 very clean. She ended up ninety-two pounds and she died can, of starvation because her can body was getting you exactly. Not spoil not my analogy. <laughs> can you not spoil? I'm just saying my analogy. So the balance is what we need. I think. But go ahead. Interesting. So, but the reality of the situation is many of the guys, especially wives. When men look at wives, they're they're generally, generally more women on the more conservative end of the spectrum, especially when you talk about a freak. A freak is not a conservative woman. She's a woman who's going to be wild. She's going to be adventurous. She's going to be explorative. But there's not much stability in that woman. That's not a woman that you can build with. I know a girlfriend of mine. She's a CNN anchor. Anchor. She's the one who introduced me to the naked attraction on this TV show, where basically you only on um. Max or something. You only are looking at penises first. Yes, real live penises. The women are going, mm. and the the host is like, well, which one do you like? She's like, oh well, I don't know. Let's see, that one over there. Oh, that looks a little scary, and he's not even ready yet. And this one, yes. So that's the first part of the show. The second part of the show, she tells two of the people, yes, yeah, she gets rid of two of the penises that she doesn't want. She keeps the other three. Then they open it to her the chest, and the chest. She goes, ooh, that chest. Mm, okay. The girl and the focus is honestly the young lady who told me about this is a friend of mine who is an anchor at CNN. So it goes to y'all as men think that these women who are good girls right. cannot be freaks and wives because this woman is very educated. Mm. She is a journalist at CNN. I got to keep stressing that just so that you can see the level the of high level. high level she is. And she's the one who told me, girl, you got to see this show. It's called Naked Attraction on Matt. And I was like, huh? What? She said, yeah, they, you see real penises and yeah. And then you see chest and then the guys that aren't picked, they come out of the, the little thing and they shake the girl's hand. And then the girl goes to take her clothes off and they, that's what television is. But Lord, wow. I mean, it sounds engaging. And, and, they do the, and they do the same thing. They do the same thing with the women when the men are on the other side. You see vaginas. And I have to say, I, I looked at some vaginas. I'd never seen that many at one time, you know, because I'm a girl. I've never been into girls. 
I mean, I've been with a girl, but I ain't never been into girls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's Shout a whole other live episode. Right. <laughs> But I will say that seeing all of the vaginas, it was interesting being a woman seeing different vaginas. I just, I'm just saying, so, I'm just saying, never say that a woman who is this thing that you all have in your mind, who is educated, smart, loving, caring, and all these things, yeah. she can't be the fried chicken and now that, but the that, But that's the reality. That's not usually the makeup of the freak. That's just the reality of it. The, the freak is usually not this woman who's heavy in the church, got a good job, doing that's this, not, doing that's that. Not, that's not true. She's, she's not, not, I'm saying all the time. Thank you, Dr. I'm, no, no. I'm generalizing so, here. So I think what we're talking about, because you're not going to be able to convince men that this is not reality because it is. There it is. The, that's the, the thing. The piece that we need to tease out yeah. is that how you approach relationships from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So when we start looking at, let's just say men, they've done this from day one, right? So they had a girlfriend and someone on the side they never even tried to merge, right? The minute there was a problem or the minute their appetite went somewhere in a relationship, they found a way to be able to meet their appetite with someone else. Mm. So when they think about relationships, they don't have this idea that one woman can be multiple things. And we can. Mm. All right. And so if you think about how do guys stay faithful, like there's a study by Dr. Barry McCarthy out of uh, UCLA, and he said that our erotic fantasies change every 90 days. Really? Every 90 days, things get bored and they become monotonous. You know, you're doing the same thing. It becomes boring. You, you, you develop a tolerance. It doesn't get you stimulated. So couples who married couples who have high marital satisfaction, they are actually talking about eroticism. It's a piece of healthy sexuality. And like, what new things would you like to try? What would you like to be able to experience? Um, and he talks about the key being variety, right? Within the marriage, right? Okay. So like, uh, one of you initiates, the other initiates. Sometimes it's a quickie. Sometimes one of you gets pleased. Sometimes both of you get pleased. Um, <laughs> depends on different locations. But the goal is you as a married couple, right, are actually talking about these things and being very open about what your eroticism is mm -hmm. inside of your marriage versus neglecting it and allowing those fantasies to go elsewhere. And then not allowing, I think the big mistake with men is, with what you were saying, um, Tyshawn, not allowing the woman or even having the courage as a man to introduce those things to your wife or your committed significant other. I can tell you, I just had a um, sex therapist um, come in and talk to my women at IWAGMU. I want a good man university. And did you know that women have 8,000 nerve endings in there? 8,000 8, in their pride. I don't know if, yeah, well, I just said penises. Clitoris? Yeah, I guess. yeah, Clitoris. literally. And men only have 6,000 at the, the head of their penis. Yeah. So we even are even made yeah. <laughs> with more nerve endings than you all. So the, 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 the desire for ecstasy is beyond what you all could ever imagine. And the older you get as a woman who is now about to be 53, the more amazing it gets. Interesting. Absolutely. So you know what? Okay. Right? Am I lying? Yeah, yeah, I mean, women's libido, like part of the problem you see in in marital therapy is that when men get older, you see a discrepancy in desire. So men's testosterone is dropping and women's libido is actually increasing. So that's why you hear the cougar phenomenon. Oh, yeah. women with younger mm -hmm. men because their sex drives match. Right. And so couples have to be able to talk about, you know, how do we how do we match drive and, and what do we do? Uh, to both be pleased. And and the data is overwhelming, like, you know, Dr. Johnson said, is that most men don't know how to please women. And they, with, they don't ahead. even want to learn. 
And with that, the knowingness, I think, of what we're just sharing with you is to tell men to learn women because we're giving you the blueprint. Have the courage. Say something to her. Say, I want you to be a piece of fried chicken tonight for me, baby. And mm -hmm. like, oh, what that mean? I want you to do one, two. Oh, okay. Hmm, let me consider that. And if she loves you, if it's a committed relationship, you never know what you may get. But you categorizing her and putting her in these, these boxes that don't even mean anything to her. It, it honestly continues to separate us as women and men because yeah. you're not open enough to have the dialogue with what you want. So then you go out and get the fried chicken. So you cheat. So then that makes me question your integrity. Yeah. You know, and you're saying, well, no, I didn't know if you were going to be, but you didn't ask. I didn't know if you were going to be down for it, but you didn't ask. You didn't even bring it up. So how it. can we connect in anything real with that level of disconnection because of what you're thinking I'm supposed to be? And I'm the fried chicken and the vegetables. Mm. Well, you know what? Highly that's, seasoned. That's actually some good context <laughs> as it relates to lust and desire in that regard. Yeah. Then you have on the other end of the spectrum, some people are just attracted to just toxic traits yeah. in individuals as it is. So let's actually kind of, let's move to that side of the spectrum now so we can cover that. Mm -hmm. Because y'all, y'all ever just seen a couple that just like to argue? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. Like, it's their thing. They just they just kind of like to that this environment, this toxic environment is something that is just they've made home. But they love it. And if it works for them, let it work. That don't no, no, it, 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 for me, let it because at the end of the day, for me as someone who would be seeing them, if it works for them now, when it stops working, meaning when there is some depression, there's some anxiety. But if they get turned on by being turned on by something that I might view as toxic and they might view as it really works for us, then until it gets to the point to where it's not working, it, it might just be their erogenous zone. It might, who am I to tell them what I believe is not toxic and what's toxic? That is if I'm working with a couple, I want to be stressed this, who isn't going through depression and anxiety and, and insecurities from that. If they are laughing after it and having amazing sex and they're like, Dr. Stacey, that's not even what we're in here for. We want to hear talk about this other stuff to where I am having some anxiety and some depression. Well, over. well, they don't know the difference. All right. So what we're mm. talking about is a trauma bond, mm -hmm. right? We bond. And, and I, I know the viewers can relate to this. They bond because you understand my pain. I'm in pain. You're in pain. And the lovemaking initially feels amazing, mm -hmm. right? Because you feel this high, you feel this euphoria. It's like a drug. It can be very addictive. Like, man, this woman's troubles, this brother's troubles, we're actually healing one another, right? But once you come down from that high, you found out that you don't really have connection. You just have toxicity, right? Well, um, so when yeah, it comes absolutely. to, so when it comes, like that. yeah. So when it comes to uh, genuine connection, which is about deep intimacy, I feel you, you feel me. We become we, we become one. But what if our traumas combine? We're setting each other up and we know these, we know these couples. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and, and I was telling Tashawn, I was like, I, um, you know, uh, I'll disclose being a healer. And I know our viewers are going to relate, right? Y'all's viewers are going to relate, right, right? right? And that if you're a healer, you're a nurse, you're a fixer, you, you, you give your money to help other people. You're just that person, mm -hmm. right? You're going to attract the help. You're going to mm. attract people who need healing you're going to attract people who are narcissistic because you're willing to put your needs to, to, to the back to service him or her. Right. And so you end up finding yourself in relationships where you're not being served. 
But what you, what you do is you like fixing. Well, if I like fixing, guess who I'm attracted to? But I don't know it. Ryan and Tyshawn and Stacey J. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm attracted to the woman that needs help. But I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not attracted to her because mm. she needs help, because she curses me out, because she, she goes off all the time. I, 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 I love her. Mm -hmm. But when it gets down to it, you find that we don't really have a connection that's based on intimacy. We have a connection that's based on me trying to fix you or heal you and getting something out of that that's toxic because I'm co-participating in that. Wow. Why is that, though? How could somebody just get to a point where their palate is just designed to want to be at a point to attract somebody who's just relatively toxic? First of all, familiarity. Mm -hmm. Like when How we start talking about domestic violence, mm -hmm. uh, victim is a domestic violence. Oftentimes, I didn't know that was domestic violence. He just got mad, and I, you know, I pissed him off, and he hit me. Or you know what? Yeah. Or you know what? I, she, she, she just um, got mad at me and threw a glass at me. Right? We just argue like that. It's, it's, you know, and when she gets mad, she uses uh, my childhood against me. They don't see it as emotionally abusive because that's what mom, dad, that's, that's what dad did. This is how it is. And, and unless someone has come in and intervened mm -hmm. and told me this is not how it is, like, how do y'all know what relationships are? Right? Like you talked about earlier, mm. like men are talking about, no, I've never had a woman that could fulfill all of my needs. If you go mm. back, they never had one. So you're not going to convince them that all this can come in a package. Exactly. But then you talk to other men and like, nah, you can have all of that in one. You just have to, you just, you just have to have a conversation about it. And y'all have to be able to talk about eroticism inside of your relationship. But it depends on your history. If you've never done it, you're not going to think it, it, it happens. Mm. So it's familiar. Also, it's exciting. It's a rush. It's a rush. I came from a household with, um, I shot my stepfather when I was 13 for beating my mom. And I can wow. tell you, mm -hmm, and I can, which is one of the reasons why I do what I do. Um, it's really more than a job. It's, it's my passion because, again, my mother went through five husbands and every one of them was was domestic abuse. And I can tell you that as a little girl growing up in that and sitting on the couch with my, um, I was sitting on the couch and the police were sitting in front of me and he was being taken off on a gurney and being asked, was he going to press charges against me? And I, that was another story, but very confusing. Um, and then seeing him back in the house, I can tell you as a woman who's dated in her life, like dated, I've been very intentional with my dating. What I've re realized is if a person, there is no, as you put it, trauma bonding. Mm -hmm. If a person raises their voice at me, then I, I'm leaning in to understand where that's coming from and really needing to balance out what that is. Maybe it's my communication. Maybe I'm not clear, but I'm not attracted to men who raise their voice mm -hmm. or are disrespectful in that type of toxicity. But I do believe that there are people who I'm not saying people who throw glasses and things like that, but who it might be something like you said, exciting, but not always toxic. Now, if we're talking about just the toxic, then absolutely. If you're raising your voice and you're hitting someone and you are throwing things at them, then that is not healthy. But there is a level of intimacy, even in, you know, um, what is that um, sexual BD? What is it? BDSM. Yeah. Yeah. There is something that is intimate for some people that that arguing is a part of that. And I just want to mm. make sure anytime I'm on a public platform, I want to people, because I do have clients who are um, engaged in different things. And I want to make sure that there are different levels to toxicity 
and people that argue with each other, that isn't always toxic. There is an, there is an intimacy that they are feeling. Not throwing stuff, not any of that, that's toxic. But there is a group of people out there, some yeah. of clients who are into that level yeah. of so wait, So y'all could argue regularly and it'd be healthy? Because you show me, this is how you show me that you care, right? Would you rather be rejected? Like there's some people that don't get triggered by being rejected in the silent treatment. Uh, and that's probably the number one insult to mm -hmm. women is that you're in this relationship with me and Stone you act like you don't see me mm -hmm. and don't care for me because then I don't feel unprotected. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel unprotected. I feel insecure in this relationship because you've disconnected to the point. You don't really care whether I'm coming or going. Right. That is like the number one red flag. They want to see you cry. They want to see you miss them because that is their form of intimacy. Who am I to say it's not? Just because for me, if you raise your hand and me, whoa, this got to be over. What's going on? You know, it, 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 so there's levels is what I'm saying. You know, for, for, for most people, though, you don't realize that person that you're dating or your dynamics are toxic until you're in it. Right. And so if you've mm, already invested, there's something called sunk loss fallacy. Mm -hmm. and, and you see it in investing. Y'all see it in real estate. Mm -hmm. Right. Where you put so much into a property, but that thing is still upside down. You'd be like, well, I can't sell it. I just got to keep putting money in it. Yeah. Right. I just got to keep holding on to it. Well, I've been with this woman for two years. Right. Everyone sees us all on Instagram. Or everyone knows us at the Christmas party. I'm too far in. My emotions are in. We've met family. How am I going to circle back away from this when I have so much into this? So it stays toxic because one, you put so much in it, you don't want to abandon it. All right. Mm -hmm. Two, fear. Right. Mm -hmm. So some of it's a scarcity mindset. If this is how all men are, if this is how all women are, why would I break up with them just because we're having some toxic dynamics? All relationships are toxic. There's, there's some people that'll tell you that. They've never seen a healthy relationship, right? And they'll, and they'll say, I've never seen it. So if this is relationships, why, why would I break up with someone I love when all of them are going to be, all of them are going to be toxic? Mm. And even more, I'd rather be in something toxic than be alone. There's and, some people who've mm, never been alone mm, in their lives. That's wow. Right. They'd rather stay in something toxic yeah. than be alone because they feel more secure with the, even with an abuser. Because at least I can try and predict that abuser in my mind, even though that's fate, mm -hmm. and try not to set him or her off, right? And survive versus the fear of being on my own. I think when it becomes toxic then with that, Dr. Tart, is if you're staying because I'm the scarcity mindset. I'm I, I'm fearful of being alone. I'm that's when you know it's toxic. But if it's something that's energizing you and turning you on, then I think that's what I'm yeah. fighting for. But a lot of times, a lot of times you don't want another person to have them, mm. right? So it's like your possession becomes. That's when like it's you, toxic. You're my possession. Yeah, and we're in something toxic. But if I break up with you, I can't stomach the idea of you being with someone else. And so right? I'm going to control you. So, so and, you can be with another woman. I'm going to blow up your spot. I'm going to call the phone. I'm going to make up lies. I'm going to be triple sexual. A man, I'm going to send you money just because. I'm going to mm -hmm. do things to get you back. I don't really want you. I just don't want someone else to have you. I can't stomach the idea of my possession being with someone else. But doesn't that then, Tyshawn and Ryan too, doesn't that then speak to the woman's insecurity though, because if she's in something like that, or even the man, and, and it's that level of control, then doesn't that speak to the toxicity is starting with her <laughs> with accepting that when you know someone is trying to, or not even trying, but controlling you. You see what I'm saying? And you know that they're controlling you in a way that is not creating intimacy, but creating 
you being owned by them. Oh no, that's that's that. I mean, first of all, that sounds super toxic. Right. To be honest, what you're saying, but I want to understand the question. You're saying it starts with the. It starts with the woman because if she's a if she's knowing. This man is controlling me from the standpoint of he doesn't want anyone. He's not because he cares about me, but it's more about his selfish needs to control me. Isn't it up to her to say, you know what? Wow. I think you are an amazing man for someone else, though, because I'm not. Why is she still there? See, I think that's the big debate is actually something very relevant right now in the media right now. And is people saying that about the P. Diddy and Cassie situation? Yeah, why is she still there? Hold up, hold up, hold up. So I guess I know we on like like, like uh, tricky ground right here. Trigger ground. Right. Fact. So uh, without talking about Diddy. Oh, right? I definitely didn't talk about no, Diddy. I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. The, or Cassie. The, that type of dynamic. About- right? She was groomed. All right. So you groom, you find younger women, younger men, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Who you can control and have power over and be able to control their life. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when we say, why didn't uh, someone in that type situation leave? You forget that they have been groomed and they've been psychologically uh, set up and manipulated to where they feel like they cannot leave. So uh, without talking about, you know, that case, because I don't know the dynamics, right? Mm-hmm. But we look at it, uh, just power dynamics. Where is she going to go? So this happens all the time in the industry, as you know. Absolutely. Right? So I come in, I control your record deal. I separate you from your family because they can't come to the party, right? I control what parties you get into. I, I give you access to a life of, of and, and, and um, uh, people who are sexually exploited do the same thing, mm-hmm. right? I looked out for you. Now you owe me something. Right. I didn't ask for anything. All right. And so you set up this psychological manipulation. So when we look at it, um, it, the the woman could be the manipulator. The man could be the manipulator. You're talking about same sex. It just depends on who's the manipulator. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times both of them have the dynamic. Usually there's a pleaser Mm -hmm. and like there's someone who has like more of a narcissistic personality. And then there's someone who just puts their puts the the, the narcissist needs first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's someone who's overly selfish connected with someone who's too selfless there's no self but so dysfunctionally it works but i still say y'all i am huge on women being accountable like all this victim stuff i've been a woman for 52 years you can't look at the power dynamics but i still with the power dynamics i get it but there's a certain level of responsibility that women have to take from making the choices that they make i understand the power dynamics but i also understand the fact of walking out this is not working for me and i will have to find something that is because this is not i am so tired of us not holding women accountable for our choices me being one of them do you know how many power dynamics i have had to go through and i don't even have to mention them here but you know I have worked for very powerful people, men, okay? Do you understand the way that I had to exit out of situations that were not right for me, but I, and knowing publicly that I would lose? Public, public, but I did it. I'm saying that as women, we have to find a way to take care of ourselves. The heart pumps blood to itself first. You being under the control of anything outside of who you are is your mistake, not mine. You, and it's it, not the man that is trying to exert all this power. Is that in the case? Because I'm man, sorry, I just so, feel very passionate about like women. No, I mean you're you're right. We're talking about you're talking about like all this victim stuff. Well, I'm you're, done you're, with you're it. You're talking about self-efficacy, right? 
but we're also showing compassion not only to you, but other women that these dynamics are extremely powerful. It's not as easy as exit. I didn't say it was easy, Dr. You, Tart. I, no, I'm not saying that you did. I've had some very powerful men that I've yeah, worked for. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. You know about that. So then, and I had the will. I'm just showing compassion. No, I'm saying, as a woman, I have compassion. The reason I am as passionate about this shit right here is because I have been there. That is why I am so. I. It's not like I'm. I'm not pity pantering over this part. All right, I am so passionate about it because I am a woman and I have been through that and I had to walk away. Period. Before my life was in danger. Just like I had to walk away, I'm telling you, you can too. Now let me ask you this. Everyone of y'all out there. I, I you... want to get some context to that. When you say walk away, specifically from a situation where there was a brother who was was powerful and pretty much using his power dynamic in that relationship to abuse you. Mentally, yes. Got it. Now, what about the situation? Because you're talking about the walk away, right? Mm-hmm. What about this in a situation where all of your dreams, everything that you want to do, I've been is there. tied to this person? I was a Hollywood actress, and I've been associated with some really powerful people in my life. Mm-hmm. So away. what the reason I say this is not because I know as a man you have to say what you have to say, but as a woman, walk away. Walk away. You have to love, you have to love yourself more, period. And I loved, it took me a minute. But I loved myself more and I said no more. And some things had to happen in my life for me to, but I it didn't have it didn't go 10, 12, 15 years. Like walk away. You deserve more, sis, for real. Yeah. And you have to love yourself more. This I'm how, not giving excuses for women who stay in bad situations this, that this, don't serve them. This is how cold, this is how cold a setup is, right? Is that I'll put you in a situation where you believe that this is the highest that you can be, but you have to be affiliated with me. Right. All right. And so that can be in so many different areas. Let's go all the way down to the base. Right. To probably the people that have a Ph.D. in manipulation, which are pimps. Right. My daddy was one. All right. Go ahead. Lord. So pimps, pimps know um, how to manipulate. But what they do is they they don't come straight out and start beating on you. Right. They expose you to a certain lifestyle. Right. And, and they're, they're grooming and they're looking for your weaknesses to use against you. And they're waiting for a bond to be attached. And they and they anticipate what your family might say. So the uh, only reason we use have sex, pimp doesn't touch them. Pimp just gives them money for the nails and the hair, uh, takes care of their apartment, doesn't ask. For and sets any, up tricks. Doesn't exit set up any, stage left. Sis. Sorry. Right? Doesn't set up anything. So so she believes. All right. I'm now can depend upon this man. Right. For safety. Right. And, and a lot of times they exploit uh, young girls and women. All right. And even boys who are homeless. Like mm. anyone's worked in the welfare system knows this foster care system knows this. They groom them. They watch them. They look for um, these qualities. And what they do is they expose them to what they need and they meet a need and then they snatch it away. All right. And so if you don't want me to snatch that away, I need you to do something. So they are convinced that I have to do this for survival, all right? And then it, then it ratches up to where it becomes legitimately very difficult to leave. If we go at the, at the highest level that, that, that you could speak to generally, right? <laughs> I'm not finna let you say nothing, all right? <laughs> generally, right? Life would be hard for us both, boy, all right? So, so when we start talking about that, they, they make it seem like I'll take all of this away 
All right. And so you have to decide if I'm going to be here or here. Now, it may not be real or not, but they've done this enough to be able to groom you to make you think that you're going to lose all this. So you have to make a decision between do I want to lose this? All right. Or, or, or um, exit and, and have my freedom. If they make it very difficult. Is that, you know what? Is yes, it oh, is. Right. I Yes, absolutely. What I would say, something that I just thought about is having a sense of community. Don't no matter what, because I can tell you with me personally, I made sure my sense of community, my girlfriends were strong. Right. Who kept me level headed. You see what I'm saying? No matter how much of the separation, I still had a loving family that I didn't. I keep your loved ones close no matter what. And no matter if you got to sneak on the phone or whatever, keep them close because they are going to talk life into you. And that sense of community, if you do find yourself in something toxic, as we were saying with, you know, these high profile people, right. then I would say that is going to help level you out because you're probably not going to be able to go to a therapist like Dr. Tart and myself. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be able to do that. But your community is important. So what about the opposite end of like, what if we just kind of switch roles, went from the male being the master manipulator and the young lady being victimized to now the woman being the master manipulator and the guy being victimized. So hypothetical situation, the woman is, I mean, just tapping out this guy, all of his resources, probably not providing him in any level of sexual satisfaction. Um, you know, really, I mean, really just taking him to the bank, right? Is is that just as simple as walking away from that? Or like, what is it that the woman is doing to have this guy wrapped up in that situation? Because there's a lot of men that is literally in that situation right now. They're getting a check from the Social Security, the VA, all the money going to the young honey who is going shopping and buying Birkin bags. But he's operating in the in, in a default anyway. <laughs> he should know. I mean, I sometimes look around and be like, for real? Like, that's you think she there for... You know, I mean, he already knows he's there he, for the lust and the, he doesn't. He not knows. all of them, no, no. We don't know. Uh, uh, what, what, what Johnson is saying is that we're the lesser of, of the genders as far as when it comes <laughs> to to know how to because because women's brains eight lane highways in hours or two, right? You're, it's going to be hard for you to outthink, outpoint, out manipulate, outplan a woman. Right. It's going to be very difficult. There are a few brothers who can pull it off. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of the time, women are already understanding. So they look for an insecurity. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I was dating. Uh, I was in. Uh, well, I'm not going to say the school. Right. I was dating an older woman. Mm -hmm. OK. Right. Okay. I was in high school and she was in college. Mm. Right. And Slayer. I didn't think I'm thinking I'm, a, I'm thinking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm thinking. You know All what right, I no. do. Right. You know what I do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Me. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, I'm getting in trouble with my parents because I'm coming back at one o'clock, one thirty. Because when we're out, she was just like, "Nah, you, you know, just stay out a little bit longer, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you don't want to, you know, it's cool. Go home. I know your parents are gonna be worried, right? You should go home. Well, that just emasculated me, right? Nah, my parents gonna be straight, right? I can stay out. You know, they know they know I'm out. I can see that. Yeah, I can they know I'm out. Right. All right. And so if you take that, hey, I need you to uh, do something for me. Now, if the woman was on the same level as me and my mom, I'm not giving you any money. But if I feel like my life is better with you, and sometimes it is, sometimes people look at you a certain way, you feel like this woman didn't loved you up to a certain way, this woman understands your insecurities, this woman knows how to heal you, this woman understands how to break you down, this woman how to let you know how to- You winning then. Am I, how am I winning? You are winning if she knows how to care for you it's and just, nurture you. and It's not real though, right? She's using it, if we're talking about toxic. Okay. All right, she, she's using it 
to get what she wants, but she's always two steps ahead of you. Like, I didn't even ask. For, you know, but is it? it we me, all me, wanting me something this. in a relationship. Hold on now. So hold on. Stacey, now she done changed the whole game. What happened to walking away? No, no, no. But I'm saying, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, aren't we, no, no, no. Aren't we always wanting something? Now, when it's toxic, but I'm saying, aren't we always wanting something? All right. So, um, <laughs> Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders brought Tyler. in uh, Brittany Renner. Right. Okay. Am I saying the yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember that. All right. And uh, they, they brought me in, even though I went to Michigan, go blue to Ohio State to actually help their players mm. stop being manipulated by women. This right. was my wow. assignment. Really? All right. We did this with the NBA as well. Shut All up, right. Dr. They bring Tart. they bring them in and the women say, This is how I would get you. Right. So this is how they were doing it at wow. at uh, at said school. Right. Mm. So older women, mm-hmm. older women, this is before NIL, older women were uh connecting with athletes, right? And they knew who had a, a, a you know a future. The bag. Right? And they come in with like, yo, uh, they talk to them, they understand, and they let them borrow their car. You don't have a ride, yeah. Take mine, mm. right? They don't ask for anything, right? Whatever you need, right? I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna date you long enough to find out what your needs are. If you're injured, I'm gonna be there for you, mm. right? You need to learn some things, but I'm not gonna manipulate you. I'm not gonna um uh I'm, I'm gonna have you wear a condom, right? I'm gonna be three or four steps ahead. Everything you think I might do, I'm gonna get you to get your guard down, and then I'm gonna wait for that opportunity mm. to get pregnant, all right? And and now I can get the bag. But it was all set up from the very beginning, wow. right? If you if you look at the, you know, mm. um, I don't think he posted too much of it. If you look at Dion's interview, Brittany Renner went in and broke down. This is how I would go about, and, and then guys are like, man, I would never, I would, I would totally fallen for that because it was wow. so sophisticated. Wow. So we're looking at athletes and we look at women being superior in their planning, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. and, ex- and especially if you're able to exploit a legitimate need. Or trauma of a of a, a, a toxic relationship with mom, being left or cheated on by an ex. Mm-hmm. That's fertile ground. Needing needing to feel like the man, whereas before you weren't the man. They figure all that out and they use it against you. When I used to be on the um, task force for sexually exploited youth, you know who the who the pimps were? They were the most ruthless. It mm-hmm. was the female pimps. Mm-hmm. They were the most ruthless and the most sophisticated. And we had a difficult time getting any of the, 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 the boys or girls who they were pimping away because psychologically hadn't around there. So family. what is the what is that? That is very interesting because the women, they do it to multiple athletes. So them. then what do you do? What did you tell them? That's like so interesting. What did you tell the guys to look out for for that type of woman? All right. Well, like, well, yeah. well, well first of all, if it's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. All right. It is. Why would a woman just come and give you her car? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. You thinking, oh, because I'm a man, right? I would, I would give me a car too, because I'm going to the league, right? <laughs> right. right? Like, we're basic dudes, right? We're not that hard to fool. I, I can imagine what the chat is. Women like, yeah, I can totally manipulate, you know, men if I want to, right? Yeah. And so one is, I'm gonna take care of some basic needs. Two, I'm gonna be there emotionally for you, and and then connect. Then I also know that you're gonna have a weak spot. So when you start talking about it, it's like one, you need to um, ask mm-hmm. other women. What the intentions of the woman that you're dating? Because women can see this a mile away. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys might be able to see it, but women can see it. Bro, she's playing you. And mm-hmm. guys argue. Bro, you just hating. You don't, you don't want me to be with her. Right? right? Mm-hmm. And the guy will even separate from hearing this from his mother, from his sister, from his homegirl. She just she just likes me. My platonic, yeah. That's how it wrapped around. And she's prepared for this. So my question is, I think the difference in what you just said, first of all, I am, wow, that does make sense, though. 
it seems like the men want to separate the woman from everything, but it seems like the women are more strategic when they're, because they're like, everything is cool. No problem. Whatever you want. I'm just here serving a need. Well, I mean, they also know your weak spots, right? So if your weak spot is abandonment, your mom really was not there for you. You said mom come and not everyone has the luxury mm -hmm. of a mom who's empathic, a mom who's loving and a mm -hmm. mom who secures a boy. It's the most dangerous relationship that a boy can have is, is a toxic mm -hmm. or harsh relationship with his mama. He can survive one with his father, but a place where you're supposed to get warmth. So when we start looking at the back history of controlling men, there is some sympathy there. There is some like, let's go backwards. Mm -hmm. Let's go back. He was not introduced. It's rare that you find a man that was introduced to love like this. Right. And so if his mother is not loving, where do you think he's looking for that? So guess what? I What, what would you use if I want to manipulate you? We get in an argument. You have a legitimate point. All mm -hmm. right. But I don't want you to have a legitimate point. I want you to do what I want you to do. So what do I use against you if I know your weak spot is abandonment? Oh, I'm going to leave. Yeah. I don't talk to you. Yeah. I, I block your phone calls. Mm -hmm. I move on. Right. I, oh, I, wow. I, I, I do the things to oh, it's, it's mean. Um, uh, it's powerful. Right. I do the things to make you feel like um, your mom felt and you go seeking, you go seek. you call me a hundred times and apologize for being disrespectful. You'll go borrow wow. money and say, I'm sorry. I didn't let you get the Louis Vuitton. I'm sorry that I didn't do that. That's right? why we got to work on ourselves though. That just, we got to go to the Dr. Tarts, the doctor says, well, we got to work. She, she set him up because he's he entrusted in her. He opened up about his, his life. And, and she's supposed to be healing him. And then she uses it against him on purpose. But then there's a part of him that I don't know men. You guys can speak on me. You know, okay. I, I, yeah. I, I know men, but I'm in front of three. So I'm just going to defer to y'all okay. for, the, for, the, for the right answer. But you would think that when that separation starts, the same thing with a woman being separated, you would think that something would occur to him to say, this ain't right. Why am I being separated? Why am I being ostracized? Why am I being, con am I being controlled? Is it because there's something I think with women when we go through that? Cause I can't say that there was not a point. I'm like, is this right? Hold on. I ain't supposed to be feeling like this. This don't feel right to my inside. Mm. Right. So is there not a point where that's why I say with women, I can hold them accountable. Cause I know we feel it. We just ignore it because we want whatever we want. So with men, is there a point where, you know, like this ain't right. She won all my time. This, 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 this ain't right. But I don't know about a man's intuition like that. I think for both. I mean, you know, as a man or woman, you eventually you probably have these inklings of thoughts like, hey, this is probably the wrong thing. But the manipulation can be so, so overwhelming. If you have to compete with loneliness and abandonment, you'll do anything to not feel lonely. Right. Think, about, think about what people do just to be part of a clique. Mm -hmm. People will smoke drugs. People yeah. will have sex. Um, people will join groups just to be a part of it. Yeah. Right. And so if mm. if you've been abandoned and you've been rejected, right, all you want is to be a part of something. All you want is belonging. It is it is a drive state for safety. Right. And if the woman I love and I care for mm -hmm. pulls away from me, you've just uh, you just open up a huge wound. And I'm going to do anything I can, even stay in something toxic mm -hmm. to, to get you to be with me because I already blame myself, right? See, I already see. blame myself. See, if I had more yeah. money, I, you wouldn't have gotten mad. Mm -hmm. All right. If, if I was less, if I was more insecure, I wouldn't have gotten mad about you hugging old boy in the parking lot. That was mm -hmm. my misread that situation. No, you didn't. 
Mm -hmm. Right. But you start second guessing yourself because one, you don't have that security of a warm, loving mother that says, I'm going to be here for you unconditionally. When is she around? Conditionally. All right. If you do this, if you do that, if at all. See, therapy is key, though. No, see, you're right. I, therapy what, is key because we ain't got a date like that, y'all. We, right, we don't. There's too much help out there. And help ain't on Instagram. Y'all scrolling through with these crazy memes. I'm sorry. They just <laughs> not. Y'all, you make appointments with Dr. Tar. You make appointments with Dr. State. Like, for real, you. Th- th- how much help do you think you can get out of this toxic behavior by scrolling through with a meme? Knowing, knowing as a human, we are very complex. And you think you're going to get help from scrolling through a meme. And then you wonder, why is there no change in your life? Why am I still make, making toxic changes? I mean, choices. Why am, I, why am I still sitting in my stuff of accepting what I'm accepting? Because I'm not getting the help. And for some reason, our lovely brown skin people, mm. they are not still getting the help. Or they're getting it from TikTok and Instagram off of you, you cannot, you need support for that bad behavior, for them bad toxic choices. You need somebody to check you and be like, that ain't what it's going to be today. We're not going to, what, what you do. Okay. So let's think of a time where you didn't do that. Solutions focused therapy. Let's think of a time where you didn't do that. Okay. So you were able to do that then. Why weren't you able to do it then? And then they go, oh, shucks, I was over here. Well, what's the disconnect? What is the thing that in this situation you were able to make a choice that was not toxic, but over here you didn't. And we look at that in therapy and we say, Okay, so then that gives the person the confidence to know that there's an exception. I did do that. So why didn't I do it over here? Girl, just make more of these decisions over here than you did over here with this one, period. Mm -hmm. And see, we get get into the root of it now because, you know, we talking tonight, y'all, we talking uh, toxic relationships. And it makes a whole lot of sense because, you know, we started off by trying to figure out why these folks in this position in the first place. And when you start breaking down that a lot of what they're dealing with that even creates this toxic environment, whether that might be something from childhood like loneliness, abandonment, that actually feels worse, right, than the actual toxic relationship. The toxic relationship Mm. is allowing them to mask or avoid the real issues that they are running, really almost running away from in this relationship. No, the toxic relationship is revealing Mm. the work. Mm. If If we go back, so this is thing called ACEs. Adverse childhood experiences, right? So it's this chart. And what they found is about, um, it might be maybe 40% of people um, have four out of uh, 10 or six out of 10 of these adverse childhood experiences, right? But do they get help? The mental health system is flooded, right? So you just suck it up and you move on and that becomes life. That's how it is. People play you. People are not around. Mm-hmm. People can be there for you one minute and turn on you the next, mm-hmm. right? So that's life. So when I'm in a relationship, that's not toxic. It's just life. And so what we're having is that we're, we're, we're saying, why get into these relationships? But if we back out of it and we start looking at adverse childhood experiences, you're going to find that there's a number of people like, yeah, I went through that. I just thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. I went through having a depressed mom. I went through seeing a, a, some, someone in my house get arrested. I went through having someone in my house having mental health issues. Yeah, I, I got emotionally abused. I didn't see it as that. I just thought, yeah, I'm mad and, you know, I got physical abuse, sexual abuse. If you start adding up those, yeah. you, you see what I'm saying? Right. High crime neighborhoods where you just see murder all the time. I used to work in Inglewood. And so we look at these A scores and like, wow, we see. So you see the acting out of the behavior. You have to actually go back 
and look at the back history of people who are usually mm -hmm. in toxic relationships. It's either going to be um, your trauma has not been treated. Mm -hmm. And so you are not uh, you're, you're dating with insecurities and a lot of pain. So mm -hmm. pain is normal. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, or you are uh, a healer. You can be totally healthy, but you are seeking people to heal because that's what you do. And that's mm -hmm. who you are. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work for you because they can't heal you. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, first, let me tell you, we about to have a we about to have some fun now because obviously we are going to get our call-ins in today via the initiation hotline. All right. I know when so what we're about to do, we actually gonna pin that link in the chat right here. So you're gonna see the call-ins, uh, the link to join us. All you got to do is click that link, put your name in, you'll get backstage. Make sure you put your audio and your camera up nice and smooth. So we all can see you. If you don't got your cameras up, y'all, nice and ready on your face. I can't let you in because you never know when we're going to bring you up on stage. So stay right. ready so you don't have to get ready. And no more. And let me tell y'all something. Y'all better come up here with a question. Y'all be, listen, what, what we, we, we talking about today, we got some, yeah, we got some trolling last episode. What I need, I want, are we talking toxic relationships today? If you think you might be in a toxic relationship right now. Mm -hmm. If you think you are that person that are attracted and are consistently attracting toxic men and women in your life, yeah. we wanna talk to you here today. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want you to come in here, get in this link and have a conversation with us. So it's in there now. And we're gonna bring them, uh, bring you guys up as you guys get up in the room. Yeah, and we we so we talked about um really focus on a person that's really wasn't aware maybe found themselves they looked up and they got caught in this particular situation oh, okay. right yeah. what about the person who is fully aware that they're in a toxic situation but they just really enjoy it they just enjoy the levels of toxicity that comes with mm -hmm. the person that they're dealing with whether it's a long-term situation or the short term is the, is that the same would you guys advise that person the same way well it's it's exciting it is right. So, <laughs> oh my God, Ryan! It's exciting. Let's talk boys. Uh, a punishment for a boy is boredom. All right. Yes. Uh, men punishment is boredom. I'm so bored. Like a lot of times, men do stupid things. Why I was bored. There wasn't a whole lot going on. A whole lot psychologically wasn't going on. I was bored. All right. Mm -hmm. You just want to be basic. I was bored. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, if you're in so think about um, your sympathetic nervous system. You're either going to fight, flight, or mm -hmm. freeze, mm -hmm. right? You grew up in a neighborhood where something always was popping. The house, something was always popping, right? Now, this is not true for everyone, all right? So the norm is chaos. And if I get with a brother or sister, and, and I, know, I know the chat's going to say, you're going to say, I like him, but she's boring, I like him, but he's boring. We got into an argument and he said, well, let's just talk about it later. I don't want that. I want you to show me that you love me. I want you to grab me by my neck. I want you mm. to chase me down the street and pull up on me and ask if we really going to be there for me. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. I like that energy because that energy is mm -hmm. what I am, first of all, I'm used, used to. to. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to get away from boredom. And I also like to see how passionate you are about me. Because I equate passion with that behavior. Right, passion. Is what, but, mm -hmm. but also, you, you see the biggest complaint is that being with a normal guy, being with a normal woman is boring. Mm. That's what we're talking about. It's yeah. just, I like them. I'm not attracted to them sexually. It's just boring. But sometimes like they them. are boring, though. 
Sometimes women just go to work and come home. They are boring. They boring, child. Men too. Yeah. <laughs> and men too. Yeah. That's boring, right? So what do you do with well, that? But, but, but what we're saying is they're actually, we're equating healthy with boring. Right. right. We don't fight. Right. We don't okay. break up. We don't we don't argue loud. You don't you don't not talk to me. I've never been in a relationship that feels like this. So I equate it as boring. That's right? when you need a good therapist again. But you don't know that because of the excitement. You yeah. rather have mm. excitement than 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 boring. Because you're equating that. And that's all that you know. Well, let's, let's talk about So then there's no help for them people. No, 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 it is. And when is the help well, then, well, Dr. Tar? Well, well, first of all, you have to, you, you have to, first of all, help them to recognize. But if they don't know it, they're not going to even well, come see you. Well, the first, the first thing is self-awareness. And that's why shows like this are important. Okay, is that that's it. You, you're, you're not aware. And I, I'll, I'll disclose, I won't say her name, but I liked her because she was very, very emotional. Yeah. And very passionate. So, um, Dr. Johnson. I, I, I would I would talk to another girl. I'm mm -hmm. talking. I'm mm -hmm. not spitting game. I'm mm -hmm. just talking. And mm -hmm. I've always had a lot of female friends, mm -hmm. right? I'm just talking. She would she would she would come up and she's like, oh, so this is what we doing, right? A part of me liked it. I let it go. I didn't even try to de-escalate the situation. I like the fact that she was so passionate and so dramatic, mm -hmm. right? That she was willing to cut this other woman. She was ready to fight for me. And I was like, hey, 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 chill, chill, chill. This is just a friend, but you was ready to pop off for me? You was ready You was ready to go to, go. you ready to fight for me because you thought that I was trying to talk to her? There was a piece of me that was attracted to that energy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, that energy. Right. Dr. Why y'all laughing? Why y'all laughing? Am I, am I, I know you. Call, call I had, in here. I'm yeah. telling you, I had, had a conversation <laughs> with, with Tyshawn. This was a, a couple months back, and it was the same thing. It was just this young lady. I just knew everything about her. It was all the red flags. And I just was talking to Tyshawn. I was like, bro, but I just really, <laughs> really like this shit. It's turned on. It just turned on. But yeah. they, they crazy. Right. Crazy though. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was a very similar situation. It's like, like, yeah, like she, I think it was one time, and this is all goes into part of the reason I'm asking it right now, by the way. Mm -hmm. This was crazy. <laughs> this, 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 was, this was the last thing. She crazy was so one. crazy, she got you the abstinence. No, she got them clean. You, she got them clean. You, it was, you pair, yeah. you pair excitement. You you pair climaxing with toxicity. Mm. All right. Yes. And so when I think about sex, I think about toxic. They're combined. Mm. Yep. Right. So um look at it and, and what's well, we'll we'll talk about attraction and you know, attraction and deprivation. Well, we'll do it now, right? So um women out there, men out there, like, why do I date the same type of person over and over again? Right, it's different dude, different dude, different name, same dude though, same, same woman, woman, same person. Right, <laughs> it just changes. All right, so what it is is there's this theory called attraction and deprivation, and what it says is that what you're really trying to do is fix your trauma, mm -hmm. right? And so you cast the person that fits the role, right? But you're hoping they do you differently than the person who uh, abused you, tra traumatized you, uh, did you wrong. But so think about casting for a movie. You have to pick a villain. Mm -hmm. So you only see villains because you're stuck in your trauma and you're hoping that that villain becomes a hero. You're not even attracted to the hero because they can't help. You can't script them into the movie because they don't belong. And because you're the same. You haven't changed. You're the same cast member character that you were. So you're still attracting the same thing. I believe I'm, a, I'm so fascinated with the brain. And what um, I love about the brain is we have neurons, right? And over our course of our living, we create neuroplasticity with 
our whatever schemas we have been introduced to. So with that, the only way you can change that neuroplasticity is to make other choices to reprogram your brain to do something different. So that's why I always go to as humans, there is intuition with us. And I can't speak to men, but with women, there's intuition with us, within us in our divine feminine. And we are then just like you said, sometimes attracted to that casting of that person mm -hmm. because of the different neuroplasticity these neurons have created. The only way to undo that and to, and it is possible because the brain is made like that is to make other choices to get help, to give you support, to make those other choices. This is something, and I love this platform, but after you watch this, there is another level to getting help course, that yeah. you have to do. Let, let me give them a resource. Um, because I know people are, are triggered. And right we're gonna now. get to the call-ins right after oh, this. Oh, yeah, right. I know they're about to go off on me. Just this 988, right? Like right now, because uh NAMI, um, which is a leading organization when it comes to mental mental illness, right? And mental and created this hotline where you don't have to be on the edge of hurting yourself, right? Hurting someone else. You can just dial 988 right now and and someone will talk to you 24-7 about what you're going through right now. Wow. And then they'll link you up with a therapist. Right. That's and so they'll triage you to a therapist. Right. Because it's very difficult. Like mm -hmm. uh, view, viewers out there are not saying that we're not going towards therapy. We're saying we can't get in. There's a wait list. Uh, the way it the insurance that. works. Yeah. I can't afford it. I can't afford out of pocket. Right. So 988 is a great resource That's for so them good. to use right now so that they can be linked up to be able to talk about this. So they and just dial 988. I want to nine eight eight. That's so it. on the phone Thank you very right much. now, they can just pick up their phone. Y'all need to dial 988. Like, wow. that is good. And that's free, right? That's free. Oh, my God. So right. you have no excuse now. Oh, my God. That was so good. Resources. Thank you so much, yeah. Dr. Tar. I first of all, I'm learning about myself on this because now I realize just some traits. I want me a nice, loyal, boring, intelligent. Chicken and vegetable. She can do it. She can Freak. Do it. Yes. <laughs> sure. I want all of those things, baby. Yes. And so let me go ahead by bringing people to the stage here. We actually got, they've been in here patiently waiting. When y'all get backstage, y'all got to be patient because as y'all see, we facilitating these things and it's coming here. But I got a, uh, it looks like we, the first person we are bringing here is Mia to the stage. What up, Mia? Welcome, Mia. How are you? You got to, you got to take your mic off mute. Mia. Okay. How are you? Can you hear me now? A little, you, yeah, you turn, sound turn, her up, turn her up a little bit. Turn, turn, turn it down some. There you go. Oh, What's yeah. up, Mia? How are you? What up, Mia? Hello. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Tyshawn. What's hello, up? Hello. Blessing to see. Can you please give us your age, your location, and your question, Mia? My age is 63. Come on. My location is Maryland. And my question is, I believe strongly that I was uh, mentally abused by my mom. Um. As a child, I remember my mother calling me ugly. Um, she was the most beautiful woman I ever saw in my life. I thought she was. And I look just like my mother. So um, I feel like I need to go get therapy. But I realize why I deal with toxic relationships. Because I hear my mother in my mind saying, you need to sit down and be happy that somebody's paying attention to you with your ugly behind. And I know that's not true. So even though I've um, identified it as not true and I know it's not true, do I still do you still believe that I should go get some therapy? I would say if you are attracting. Oh, I'm sorry. First of all, you're gorgeous. 
That skin is popping, that brown That's skin. That's a fact. Big, pretty Absolutely. smile. Yes, beautiful smile. So I do want to say, if, you're welcome. If you are attracting toxic relationships, then you should get therapy. It's just that simple. It could be, it have, it possibly has nothing to do with anything of what your mom said, you, said to you. But if you're accepting those continuously, because your awareness is there. We talked about awareness is the first step. And it seems like you're very aware but if you're not, if you're still attracting and inviting those people in and allowing them to set up home with you, and it's the cycle of this hamster wheel, then I would say you would need to get therapy. Yeah. And, and I just, I just applaud, I just applaud your bravery and mm -hmm. your courageousness because there are people watching this where the same thing happens. We know the numbers. Mm -hmm. I might be like one in four, one in three have been a victim of emotional abuse, and that's if we're able to acknowledge it was emotional abuse. Right, a lot of times we don't realize with emotional abuse, this is how you talk to your kids, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And mothers do tell kids that they're ugly. Well, nobody wants your fat self. Nobody wants you. You ugly. <laughs> this is your mother. Yeah. So yep. what your mother says is true, right? That's mm -hmm. your truth. That's what you, yeah, right. That's your truth. And so if if this is mom, if this is mom saying this, when you date, you're dating for anything to prove this wrong. Right. And so do you see how you're set up to do anything to feel pretty? Mm. All right. You're 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 coming in a situation at a disadvantage. So here's how to treat that. And this is how therapy can help you. You have to detach from making mom that important. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, what if LeBron James believe in his basketball ability from his absent father, Kevin Durant, Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry? These are people on the record about having um, mental illness in their families and having toxic and mentally ill parents. Right. What if they base their ego based upon um, the opinion of their parents? And so mm -hmm. what you do in therapy is that you're able to separate. I have a damaged mom, like mom, like your mom wore shades. And so she saw you as dark, but you're not dark. Mm -hmm. Right. She I means seeing the worst in you. Right. Right. And so what you have to do is recognize that your mom has on shades. Your mom is traumatized. She said my mom said that she was ugly. Mm -hmm. So anything I produce is ugly. Right. But you get to challenge that and say that's not true. Right. But it's easier to say it. Where do you get the validation? All right. So here's the trick. So I date someone um, uh, looking for validation and they use it against me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I get in that relationship and that doubles down, triples down the insecurity because see, I'm not enough. And so then I have to be more sexual or I have to put up with more because I'm not as attractive in my mind. And then I end up having a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. But once you once you're able to detach from that toxic mom, there's a book out there called Surviving Mama by Dr. Pamela Thompson. You should pick up to allow you to be able to separate from that so that you can build your own ego and then be able to get in relationships that validate you. So you can see with your own eyes that people do find you very attractive, intriguing, intelligent, loving, and it's healthy. Can I ask her a question? Yes. Sure, what's up? Do the relationships, are, the relationships that you have been in listening to this show? You can kind of answer your question. Have you chosen those out of this toxic connection that you had with your mom from what she told you or have you not? I believe I have. <clears throat> I believe the relationships that I have selected was trying to get validation <clears throat> for, for, my, for me to say that I'm beautiful and I'm pretty. But I believe that I am anyway. Um, and again, it's taken years and years and years. So um, when you were telling, you know, you were saying we went, we as women need to be accountable 
for the for the things that we do. You're absolutely right. So you keep saying that. So if anybody's got any problems with what you said, then they got a problem because you were telling the truth. We do need to be accountable for the things that we do and say. And I am being accountable for all the decisions that I made. And I'm taking responsibility for my part that I played in the toxic relationship because I allowed it. Yes. And now I don't want to allow it anymore. So that's self-efficacy. I love that. I also want to show quick compassion that Mm. it was a hard situation for your mom convincing you that you are unattractive. That's hard. I just want you to have Mm self-compassion. And this is not normal. This is not the norm. Your mom's supposed to build you up or very worse, be neutral. Right. But to be toxic and to tear you down. Um, and, And she didn't say this, but my guess is that she cast. She cast. All men who were abusive. And she was trying to work through her mother. Mm-hmm. Right? So she was only seeing people who could who were like her mom. When I say you date your mom, you date your dad. And so she picked people who were almost guaranteed to let her down. All right? And so now that she recognizes that, now she's saying, wow, I see I'm attracted to someone that can actually hurt me. When I look at this brother, I see all these red flags and I go for it. Now I'm not going to do that. I can't trust my mind. I'm going to have to go for a brother who can actually validate me and look for the green flags. Mm. I'm not going to I'm not going to continuously date people with red flags. But that's why people do it over and over again. They're not crazy. They're really just trying to fix their problems over and over by casting someone in a movie and hope that it plays out differently. But it does the same thing, which digs a bigger hole. Mia, wow. thank you so much for coming up here and yeah. asking that amazing question. We love you. Love you both. To stay, to stay you home, okay? Bye. Later. That's dope. Wow. Mia came ready too. I like that. Yeah. yeah, we got some more people out here in the chat right now. It looks like the next person that has been patiently waiting to come to the stage. And guys, the link is still in here. So y'all can go ahead and join because we're going to be taking calls for a minute. We got some amazing people to talk to. So y'all come in here and get this free game. We bring in uh, Charlanda Holmes here to the platform. Charlanda, what's popping? What up, Charlanda? How you living? Hey, y'all can hear me? We can yeah, hear we sure you perfectly. Can. Charlanda, if you can, give me your age your location, and your question. I am 27 in New Orleans, Louisiana. And my question is, so I was listening um, as to why do I attract so many toxic men? The ones who, their favorite line is the going with the flow type of men. So I need to understand that in its entirety. But like, why is that something or what could be the reason why I attract these type of men? Mm. Brothers going with the flow, boy. There's a lot of those brothers right, out so there. Y- y- y'all can do a discussion on that. First thing. Not calling y'all out. Not calling y'all out. Not calling y'all out. All right. Um, but y'all understand Ooh. it. Right, yeah, understand I understand exactly. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. I've, I've so, used that line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so one one of the things um, that came to my mind was um, maybe we've mm-hmm. never seen someone commit to me, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, family members. I mean, first experiences are really big. Like your first boyfriend and your first girlfriend is usually mm-hmm. cemented. In people's heads. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we don't have emotional distance from exes. Mm. Right. And so if one ex could not commit, then you realize. So, so part of the story we tell ourselves, well, going with the flow is the best that I can do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the best that I can do. And what I'm afraid of is I know I well, it's a battle. I know I can do better. But if I press this man mm-hmm. to commit to me, he's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. So this is life. You go with the flow. 
you get chosen, you become impressive. But from the very, but, but then the man is saying, I never, ever said I was going to commit to you. Mm. Matter of fact, what did I say? We're going mm. with the flow. Mm -hmm. Now that we flowed, I'm flowing out. Or I just want to keep this where it is as friends. So part of it is one experience is going to change your life. Right. And so one experience is like if you change your dating profile to say, hey, I'm only looking for marriage minded or commitment minded men. All right. You're going to get a different quality of men. Now, there's going to still be men in the trying to run game, but they're also going to be men and say, that's what I'm trying to do. Right. But here's the thing. You have to be patient and you're going to have to actually spend some time outside of a relationship until you meet a guy who's actually ready to settle down. Because when you meet a guy who's ready to settle down, even if you don't like him, you now have validation mm -hmm. that a guy could choose me mm -hmm. and I don't have to always go with the flow. Mm. I would like to say I have a question. So when you're attracting these men who say they want you to go with the flow, what is the lifespan of these mm. flows? Um, so sadly to say, I allowed them to prolong a little too, too much because, uh, apparently I keep getting tested with the same thing to see if I pass it. So I would say the longest would be, um, that I've done was three years of this going with the flow. Okay, no so title. That's why I asked because see, that's a flow that I don't speak. To. Okay. So initially mm -hmm. for women, and I want to speak to both now. So if you are meeting someone and they're in the beginning saying they want to go with the flow, I do mm -hmm. believe that there is a point in the divine feminine um, that you want to, what I do, surrender, allow, be. You just want to be on the journey of dating. Now, I do say that you're not just dating that one while we're flowing. You're dating several, okay? Okay. <laughs> just, so we're flow. clear, right? We're flowing. You're flowing and I'm flowing too. How so, about that? So you're giving women permission. Yes. All right. To flow yes. and to date multiple, multiple men. Exactly. Okay. Wrote a whole okay. book about it. Okay. So then back in 2013. Okay. So then, so if you're flowing initially in that energy, that's fine. Right. Because you don't want to date with the end result in mind, because that, that just smells like nasty. It just smells like I just want anything to show up to me and I'm just going to take whatever it is. Right. Because you don't know this man. So if you're flowing initially, then you're flowing. But for three years, that's why I asked. So that's, that's how you got her. Right. So, you know, she, she he allowed. No, but her she probably. Hold on. Did you commit to him during those three years after he said he was going to flow? Um, Like, what do you mean? You like in a committed oh, relationship? No, it was never that. It was. Were hold you, on. Were, were you, you in a committed yes. relationship? Um, were uh, you in a committed yeah, relationship? I, yes, I was by myself. So this, um, okay, yeah. so sis, you 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 didn't approach and care for yourself enough because if he shows up and says he's gonna flow, no problem. I'm flowing too, baby. I mean, but you gave yourself to somebody who was not deserving of you. But who he showed built up. up you know, he built up an emotional connection with her. But right? how do you build up an emotional connection? How do you allow? I, like I feel like okay, but what did he show you to like if y'all not even aligned with what he said he wanted, what you want? The flow and so the flow. in the beginning, I shared a lot of my childhood traumas. So I feel like that was the latch. The whole part about uh the situation with my mom being absent, my dad being there but being absent, and all of this. So I kind of like oh I was an open book and I felt like he used that to his advantage and me still not learning from past mistakes. I gravitated to him. Oh, you he was giving the compliments, he spent time when you know when it was uh efficient for him and then you know along the way of course things started to change and i'm asking all these questions and 
of you know all of those things so i feel like in the beginning i just became this open book way too soon and you didn't um, learn from past mistakes that's the key I did, We're but i learned this time i'm gonna be a little softer, okay. a little softer i know I, right? and i gotta tell y'all i'm a lot harder on no. women because i've been one for yes, so long and i call face face club clubs and dimes and diamonds i know the tricks we pay, play with our it's own face. mind and we sit in this place of victimization and all that and that will not serve you when you are trying to really create cultivate and keep healthy romantic relationships the men will be nicer to y'all but because i've been y'all for so long all my mother freaking life i know game from a woman and i know how we can sit in our stuff and allow that stuff to keep us from getting what god has for us and that is the love that you desire as long as you keep getting in your way, not learning from your mistakes and your bad choices, then you will continue to be in the same place that you are today on this live. And that is just the ultimate truth. Now, these men can sugarcoat this stuff if they want. But like I said, I've been a woman all my life and I played every trick in the book from on myself. And what I know is the more I disconnected from the facts of my accountability, the more I found myself on a hamster wheel, just like you just said you were with this man for three years. So change your life by looking at your mistakes and learning from them, period. That's it. And making another choice and creating other neuroplasticity in your head. I don't want to go too far up and, you know, talking about the brain, but I'm just fascinated about it. But just be accountable, sis. Be accountable. Yeah. I love you. It's all in love. Mm -hmm. Now, Dr. Tom, because he's mean, going, he's going to give it to you. From I mean, we, it's both sides. And so when we look at it, um, he was better than nothing. Right? No, so he, he wasn't. He was to her. Right. Because he was there enough. He was consistent enough because she would have dropped him. Right. But he just right when no, she's but getting just ready to enough break, is all he gave. Right. When she's getting ready to break up with him. Here he comes. Right. Right. When she mm -hmm. needs him. He's there. But then right after that, he lets her down. Right. It's mm -hmm. this cycle. But it's happened enough. But, she right, said. But she said from her past. Right. This is the norm. He might have even been better. This is what it is. Why would I break up with someone when this is what it is? See, this is life. People are not there for you. They're there for you sometimes, and sometimes they're not. And I'm already connected to this man. We have three years together, up and down. Her girlfriends have heard this You got three years name. in time, but that they is heard this man's name 45 times. Why would I move on from him when we're already emotionally connected? But so he already has her head and her heart. And so to break, break how did free, he get it though? To, to break free of that, he came right. He came right into the open window that she said. Like the house was full, house was there, but it was a broken window, right? And he came right in. So it's just self compassion in that this could happen to anyone. If there's an unmet need, people can play on it. So mm -hmm. the way that the way that the way to heal from that is to surround yourself with three to four quality girlfriends. You're not ready to date yet, right? Mm -hmm. Because that same insecurity can be exploited, and guys are going to see that a mile away. So the best validation, you notice, know Dr. Johnson, because the power of, of sisterhood, mm -hmm. the best validation, according to research, comes from women. Right? I can say if they're not <laughs> no, Help, healthy, healthy women. OK, good. All right. Yes. OK, good. Thank you. Because yeah, all, all, all sisterhood ain't a good sisterhood. Healthy some, women. Exactly. Because some of them in the amen corner of men ain't this, this ain't this, that right. ain't that. So healthy women. Go ahead. Because they validate. Then yes. they say, hey, you are pretty. You know, uh, they are there for you. They are for your birthdays. They're not conditional. They're mm -hmm. there. They don't wear their number one birthday dress to your party. They wear their number three. They're not in competition. It's, it's with time you. for you to shine. They're yeah. there for you. And so that feels a void. That yes. feel that is validating. And then you're filled up and now you're ready to date because you don't date out of lack. You date out of uh, security. Now, I do believe, honestly, I'm a 
eh, that back because I have a lot of women who have been on the couch for 10 years, five years, eight, 10, 15, 20 years. I ain't been on a date. I ain't had a man. No. And honey, there is only so much that you can learn on that couch. You got to get out there in them streets and you got to understand how to date. And the only way you can understand a man, not understand, but learn him and learn your stuff is to have everything that that insecurity is going to reveal. And you have somebody to catch you, right? Who can honestly help you as you are dating. I don't believe in women Sitting, cause the, even with that one man dating stuff, you date one man as a woman, he you get emotionally connected. Then okay, it breaks. You break up after a year. Then you gotta take a year off because you on the couch because you devastated. And then you like why? Or, that's two years of your life. What are you doing? What? Why are you just what? what I I don't know. I've been a woman. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I I, I I just I'm very hard on my sisters because I know that God has for them the desires of their heart. I know it. I know it. Every one of them. Charlanda, thank, first of all, thank you so much for coming up here and opening us and letting us up in your life. Girl, look, listen, I want to keep up with you. All right, Charlanda. So look, as this progresses, as you, as things keep going, feel free to come back in here, back into the initiation hotline, or you can send us an email over at info at harleyinitiated.com so we can stay in tune and tapped in, okay? All right. Thank you. I hope we helped you. Yes, you did. Later, later. Thank you. Follow up with an actual therapist so that you can have, you know, confidentiality to talk about how you there feel. Yeah. There's no judgment here, but you do deserve someone to make you the priority and listen to what goes on and allow you to be able to have the relationships you deserve and you want. And that's going to come from a professional and licensed mental yes. health experts. So Absolutely. I, will, I will look at 988 or your mental health provider to, to have someone to talk to you professionally. Yes. And, and guys, this is what I want to do because I didn't even realize this because we have not spoken to you guys this whole show, but... We probably like at an all-time low of likes on the show. And I know I ain't remind y'all, but I got to remind y'all right now because I need everybody to just go ahead. Please smash that great thumbs up for me, please, so we can go ahead and spread this video, y'all. Uh, it's it's, we about to be close to 1,000 uh, people up in the room, and we ain't even got 100 likes. We got to change that, y'all. Let's get this at least to a quick 250 real quick, just real quick. Just go ahead and smash that like button. But I want to um, actually go ahead and bring our next initiate here uh, to the stage. And this is interesting. I want to bring it. I don't know if we about to make a family connection or not, because uh, somehow we got Sabrina Catchings is in here. Oh, I don't know if this is family or what. Sabrina, what up with you? Hold Unmute your mic, now. Sabrina. Who is Sabrina? I don't meet that many catchings, so I don't know. Who I don't Sabrina know. Is. What's up, Sabrina? Hey. Look, That's I thought Sabrina. we might be cousins, too. I'm from Mississippi. You know what? I do know some uh so that is some catches in Mississippi though. Okay. I do know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. We might be family. Oh it's wow, that's not, crazy. Yeah, that's really crazy. Mississippi and, and Camilla, Georgia. Well, Sabrina, do me a favor if you can give me a uh, give me an age, your location, and your question. Okay. Okay, I'm from Mississippi. Um, 29, and I am a nurturer. Um, I like to uh, help people. I work in the health field. And so you hear one thing, you hear people saying you're attracting um, bad people or you're like and you're attracting them or you're trying to nurture them. And then you hear people saying, oh, well, they come by and you meet this person. That wasn't it. And I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, what am I attracting? Am I like I'm not sending for them? They coming for me. <laughs> mm. so I'm trying to figure, what am, am I do? I need to get some kind of therapy. Why? Why wouldn't they come for you if yeah. you're a healer? Who? Uh, I don't who, like it. <laughs> who goes to the hospital? 
people sick. All right. Need help. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, who, who goes to the bank? People, people need money. Right. Right. You have money. Or right, you, need, right. or you need access to money. Right. right. And so a yeah. lot of times as healers, that's what we advertise. We have this invisible sign that mm. I can help you. And a lot of times it's subconscious that no matter it's already prescripted, no matter what you're going through, mm. I'm going to be ride or die for you no matter what before we even meet. Mm. Right. And so when we meet people, we don't screen them. Right. We don't screen because this is what we do. Like she she's you, you said you're in uh, you, uh, health care. Yes. Lobotomy. I draw blood. This is what she does every day. Mm-hmm. Right. This is who yes. she is. I'm a healer. She went into this because she's a healer. So if you're a healer, guess who you're going to track men who need to be healed. Right. Over That's not fair, though. <laughs> All right. So what you do is you change your criteria to look for men who can heal you. Have you ever dated mm-hmm. a man that had the capacity to heal you? Once and I fumbled it. That's all right. We all we all have fumbles. Mm-hmm. You know that's why I'm not with Rihanna right now. But that's okay. All right. Lies <laughs> <laughs> we tell, right? And so so <laughs> what we want you to do right now is that now with your dating profile and your first up set of questions when you're dating men, just ask about their ability to heal others. So you're looking for the man who um, is going to be there for you. You're, you're looking for a satisfier. Someone is like, look, whatever you need, I'm there for you. Like, if you if you want me to help clean up after the family reunion, it's just on you. I'm gonna do that because I'm trying to satisfy you, mm-hmm. right? If if you're down bad, I can help you, mm-hmm. right? So you're looking for you. You have to date another healer because the biggest mistake most healers make is we date the help, mm-hmm. right? Because it's what we do all day. We don't even realize what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Our friends realize it. Have you noticed that you date dudes and you let them drive your car and then he wrecks it? And then the next dude, it's, it's, it's the pattern, right? This dude is on skid row. You build him up, and then he leaves for a better woman, right? Or he's another woman. Another woman. Right, 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 right. 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 <laughs> I mean, a better woman in his mind. Oh, right? yeah, he, right, he's, right. Exactly. He's already used your resources. Now he's on he to the next. Out, tap you get out. a better, you know, better resources. So what I want you to do is just, just script out and write out the man um, that you desire. Not, not the man you've been attracted to, but the mm-hmm. kind of man who can heal you? Like, like, what does he look like? Where would he hang out? Like, what type of things does he say? What type of deeds does he do um, that that meets you to make you feel um, cared for, mm. loved, and secure and safe? I would also, first of all, that was great, Dr. Tart. I would also add, you know, a lot of times as women to even dial in deeper with Dr. Tart said, write out your character, the character of the man that you like want. That. Maybe put like 15 character traits and put them in order. So then as you're dating, as those things are being revealed, those character traits, what you'll see is you'll see a clearer vision of who this man is. It's just kind of adding on to what Dr. Tart said. And also as you are dating him, make sure you see habitual um, traits, not that it, like say for instance, a person shows up and they do one thing that they said they were going to do. That doesn't make them dependable. Make sure it's a habitual action that you see before you not, before you kind of put your little check mark next to somebody. Also as a healer. And I know sometimes with me, I do have to hold myself accountable. I want to help or whatever. And mommy men and men don't need a mama. Men want you to be a lover. And sometimes as a person even like myself, just being totally transparent. I have to make sure that I'm not fixing things when I'm not being asked to be the fixer. And sometimes Mm. that kind of emasculates a man who wants to be your Superman. He just might want you to listen, but I'm so close to putting the fires out. I need to help people because that's what I do. I got to calm myself and be like, wait a minute, Stacey, hold on. 
he might just want you to listen. Don't. So then you find yourself being the fixer in his life instead of his lover, which then kind of categorizes you, kind of puts you outside of being connected in an intimate way outside of you want to help me. So I'm going to show up and let you help me. You would, you know, right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, do you get what both of us? Cause I think both of what we said is. I, yeah. I do. And, and I was, someone was calling me while you guys were talking. So I'm definitely going to go re-listen to this, but I do get what you're saying. And I, just, I just wanted to, like I say, just make sure that, I mean, I'm not the problem, but I, I do think I do need some help and get further counseling so I could point out those traits in myself and go further. <laughs> Sabrina, well, look, much love. I appreciate you yeah, coming shout out to the here asking that question. Yo, yo, Sabrina, email us, though. Email us, though, because I actually do want to connect with you. I, I think I really, for real, got some some, some catchers out there in Mississippi, ah, though. Look at yeah. that. Tamika, Tamika catchers out there from Mississippi, too, right? To make well, I'm, 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 yeah, we gotta talk about that in another hey, hey, look, info <laughs> yeah, at yeah, hardly initiated. Yeah, info at Thank you so much, Sabrina. All right. So interesting, man. Shout out to you. Shout, shout oh out to y'all helping God. the people. Yeah. I'll listen. It's interesting because I really want to hear, you know, you always gotta like persuade the brothers to come up. I'm telling you. But mm -hmm. I really, I really want some of the brothers to come up here and talk 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 tonight because I know y'all done been through some toxic now. Gotta mm -hmm. listen. First of all, that's probably why you up in this. That's probably why you up in this show right now. I'm telling you, because you didn't experience them. Because what I noticed about the brothers that participate in our show, they didn't. And I've talked about this before because I engaged with a lot of the brothers. They mm -hmm. took some licks in relationships, which is why now they're trying to learn about it. Because it's not our first reaction to want to learn relationships as a man. It's usually reactionary, why we want to come up in this joint and become better. So I know y'all got some real stories to tell. So I want to bring some of my brothers up here. Y'all get up in this chat. We need the brothers to get in. As, as a matter of fact, it looks like we actually got one brother in here oh, now. That's so good. I want to actually bring this brother up here. It looks like my brother. Is it? Hold on. Hold on. Here he is. Get your camera right, brother. We got. It looks like Tooks is coming here to the stage. Tooks, what's up, brother? How you living, man? Tooks, what up? Hey, I'm blessed, man. How y'all doing? Can y'all hear me? Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. We, we, we blessed. Tooks, what's up? Well, you, you at the job? Hey, look, man, I'm a truck driver. I'm everywhere with it. Oh. Let's get it. Let's get it. Okay, you uh, print money, Tooks. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do something. That's um, what I like. So, so give me your age, your location, and your question, brother. I'm uh, 36. I'm from North Carolina. Um, my question is, I'm I'm always finding... I've, I've been healed for a while. Uh, I took care of a, a lot of different things within my, uh, you know, being in life in general. Um, and I keep attracting women that need to be healed or haven't healed. Um, it's either they've been abused or uh, mm -hmm. assaulted or something of that nature. And I'm just trying to figure out where can I find that good person at? So, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's at my level, if that makes sense. Well, good for you. Oh, my gosh. That warms my heart. You definitely where where is he from get where he's well, from well, in his age and stuff no, okay, well, well first of all yeah 36, that's a good 36 one y'all carolina let, let, me, let me catch this though let me catch that i want, I want to ask this here i'm curious Tooks. wow where do you Yo. typically find ladies Tooks? man look, i'm everywhere I, I i've been going to church i've been trying to find mm. women in church and the gym i'm to my walmart i'll take a girl buggy you know I, i'm, I'm <laughs> trying to find it you know well wait so um, let, let me be more specific here Yes. Just kind of think more specifically on like the last one or two ladies that you've actually dated, mm -hmm. because I know yeah. as a truck driver, kind of how that lifestyle is. How how did you find those ladies? 
how did I find out uh, from back home? Um, you know, somebody that I, I met in the store, just I just stopped and talked to. Um, some of them are the ones, some of the ones I went to school with also. Mm. So you're reaching back to the past a yeah. little bit. A little yeah, bit. you know. <clears throat> All right, Tooks. What's your number yes. one superpower when it comes to dating? Yeah, what's your number one superpower that mm. that differentiates you from other men that you're aware of? Understanding. All right. You y'all hearing this? Yeah. Right, what's number two? Number two. Yeah. Why are women um, attracted to you? Uh, my personality. I'm very and, goofy. All right, mm -hmm. goof. So you make them laugh, and what else? You meet you, you 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 said you grab buggies. What does that mean? Um, like if I see a young lady uh pushing a buggy, I'm gonna just take the take the car where take the take it away from her and put it up, you know, myself, you know, just you know. Oh, like a, it's not like a gentleman. He's a helper. Now, since we're not going to go too far, all right, where did you learn to be a helper? Uh, the way I was brought up, parents, grandmother, right. you know, just everybody. All right. So we're not going to go too far. Because Is Took still in the chat? Y'all need to call Took. I'm sorry. Y'all need to DM <laughs> so, him. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to speak looking for like the a, ladies. Look like a highly Tooks. eligible bachelor Tooks. right now. Y'all need to look at Tooks. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, he's a good man. So, so sometimes, and I don't know if this is the case with Tooks, we learn to make ourselves useful in our family, right? Yes. The, the way the way we settle chaos is just to be a helper. Or you realize I'm the help. It should be daddy. It should be mama. But I'm the big brother. I'm the little brother having to look out after other siblings, right? I, I'm a helper. Took some of my own to some I totally off. No, I'm listening. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so we learn that and so we we date with that. We date that I can help you, which is a wonderful virtue, right? Um, the problem is, do we ask the question, can you also help me? Mm. See, he's not even he's grabbing the buggy before he screened the sister mm. and saying, is she emotionally stable? Is she able to grab my buggy? Mm -hmm. If I'm if, if if my if my loads are not going the way they should, is she able to say, maybe let me take over your dispatching? Or you need to get another dispatcher. They have you going all over the place. You should be doing better with your loads, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe I'll I'll ride with you if we have to spend quality time. If you're going from North Carolina to Atlanta, and I want more quality time. Do you have someone that's willing to get in and actually co-help you? Sometimes we lead where we're the help, and we intentionally pick only women who need help, mm. but we're unaware of it. Mm. And then when Tooks turns around and says, "All right, what about me?" Mm. She's unable to do it because she's the help. How, how the help going to help the doctor? Mm. How someone mm. sick going to help the doctor? How someone with no money going to help Tooks? So how the character traits, no compassion? So oh. the character traits would work for Tooks too. If he writes down the character of the woman that he wants. But, but, right? he, has, but he has to reckon with, you know, how I was brought up. Can I separate that from what's healthy for me mm -hmm. in uh, a, a relation. This is an example of toxicity. Mm -hmm. If I'm the cleanup man, mm -hmm. if I'm the fix it man, mm -hmm. everyone calls the fix it man. In my family, it's either my brother and myself, mm -hmm. people call us to fix things. They call my brother if they want the nice approach. They call me if they want the direct approach because I'm going to sue you. You're on our land. It's just, all right, you shouldn't call me if you didn't want it to get handled. Mm -hmm. I'm the fixer. Mm -hmm. All right. So if that's my mentality, if I'm not aware of it, guess who I'm going to look? I'm going to look for a situation that needs to be fixed over mm -hmm. and over again. It's not a mistake that I'm a psychologist, mm -hmm. right? And so for Tooks, it's, um, one of the things is to now look for women who can also help you. So Tooks, you should look for other women who are helpers and healers. Then you're going to have a totally different experience. Yeah, okay. yeah. 
So one of the things, um, Tooks, I would also say is it looks like initially you were trying you were trying to find a location to find this woman. I would say honestly, just listen more to them as they even share information about themselves because it's really not a location. You can't say, "Well, you meet good women over here and bad men over here." That's something you know how they say in Atlanta, "Ain't no good men." I can need to go to North Carolina. That is not the truth. So I would say, really, as you are dating listen more to how the women are approaching situations in their own lives. Because a lot of times women, we may not tell you, or we might not show up on the ride next to you in your truck and all of that, but you can listen to how we treat other people. Are we helping other people in our lives? Meaning yeah. the people who are already trusting and, 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 and have shown themselves to be people that we care about are we caring for those people because if she's not caring for those people then nine times out of ten when the relationship gets to where you might be like dr tart hey you know ride next to you in your truck she might not be available to that but the woman who you see taking care of other people and being a helper then she possibly would too so let me ask you this because i'm very curious about this especially you know with this concern coming from a uh, a, a gentleman uh when you're dealing with the women are these women typically women that require a lower level of maintenance and a lower level of contact being that you're very busy with your work? Um, I, I try. Um, some of the majority of the women, uh, well, I just started driving like a, a few months okay. back. So, uh, I was, you know, I was home a lot more, um, in the past. Uh, but now after I'm driving, you know, I, I, I she gotta be busy too, you know? Um, cause you know, I'm, I'm only going to be home sometimes, you know, and I, you know, I, I'm out, I'm out to make the money, you know, regardless. So, you know, I don't want to change up my lifestyle to 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 be home more unless I know it's 100 percent. Got you. Got you. I, I just ask that because I, I just kind of want to get an idea of the type of women you was dealing with, because me, you know, because I am busy, you know, uh, sometimes I tend to de- I tend to lean toward women that are going to excuse a lot of my behaviors. They're going to okay. excuse a lot of my inconsistency. They're going to be really flexible when it comes to me being busy. They're not really going to make a big fuss about it if I call them after not speaking to them for a while. And they're not going to bring up the last time I said I would do something that didn't get it. You know, so Absolutely. and I find that those women, they come with a lot of emotional baggage, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, so, I, you know, I don't know if that's your situation, but I just know that's me. Sometimes I lean toward women like that, but they still come with some other hidden issues you know what i feel when it comes to toops just in the spirit i could be wrong is that he doesn't have to do anything to attract a good woman right sometimes as men we volunteer help Mm. right because that's how we feel validated that i can help you right and but the insecurity under that is if i can't help you do you really want me right so grabbing the buggy spoke to me right we're leading with that well, the right woman is going to be able to reciprocate, but the wrong woman is going to be like, hey, this dude paying for my, he want to take me out. He want to do all this stuff. All right. Yeah. I'll get in a relationship. Do I like him? I like what he does for me. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, I, I like, I can survive better because of this brother. My life is better. And so Tooks, if, if, if that is right, even that's wrong, I just feel in the spirit, brother to brother, mm-hmm. that I'd love for you to be able to, to date without having to help a woman. You just emotionally connect. You don't have to help her. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything except be a great partner mm-hmm. to her. That's going to be validating enough. So I would hold back with grabbing any buggies, paying for paying for anything that's not yours, and just be consistent and great and 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 be affectionate and loving 
and then so you want the brother to show up and not pay for a dinner from a woman's standpoint, pay for anything that's what, not what, his. That ain't gonna work. He's not paying for the groceries. He's look, just look. saying, look, a lady is putting her card up. He's gonna like, hey, I'll take that for you. I'll put your, I'll rack it up for you. But he, oh, he, he, okay. he, yeah, he's not tricking. He no, not you tricking. should pay. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. Man, you gotta pay for the pay. Yeah, you don't show up and not. Dr. Todd over here with a whole ring and a family with three kids. I'm a single woman out there. Don't show up and don't pay for nothing. Nah, nah, don't don't show up not paying for a I dinner. Agree. Okay. No, I agree. You pay for dinner. Okay. Yeah. Two, yo, hey, Tooks, man, I appreciate you coming up, man. Shout out. Look, shout out. Way, way to represent for That's the right. brothers. Right. Absolutely. Hey, hey, I got. What's uh, your Instagram? Not for uh, me. My, I'm taking, but I'm it's, it's to Tooks the it. Beast. Drop it in the chat. Drop it in the chat. I will. I just want to say one thing. Um, usually I'm driving. Um, so this is the first time I actually became an initiate today. Um, Let's go. Shut up. Wow. Shut up. I'm usually driving, so I'm always hearing y'all, and I'm you know I'm, I'm watching it. But this is the first time I actually get in here live, so I appreciate y'all. Hey, I love y'all, brothers. Everybody in there. Hey, much love. Bro. Much respect. Hey, much, hey we love you love, too, brother. man. Listen, you gotta keep you gotta keep us in the loop of what's going on, man. Because yeah. I'm man, this dude, he got a lot going on. Yeah, because I want to ready. He ready for show, the wife. I'm I wanna, serious. Because really, like, let me tell y'all, my goal is to for especially for initiates, I want to show these success stories. Obviously, I don't want y'all just listening to this conversation. I want y'all really growing and going through these things the right way. So y'all actually listen, engagements, success stories. Yeah, y'all need to send me all of that info at hardlyinitiated.com because I want to stay tapped in with you too. But appreciate you coming up here, brother. Okay. I appreciate it. Much love. Yes, Big sir. fact. Shout oh, out to wow. all the initiates that joined us tonight. Shout out to VJ for just being consistent and popping off the chat every love single you, VJ. time. Vanita's going crazy. Shout out to Nikki Blue that sent us over a little something, something for hitting 200K. Congratulations. Mary Joseph, too, is getting active just like Tuesday because not only did they join the initiative, but they found some way to engage. And Mary's pretty much saying that message about the healer, mm -hmm. that was pretty much for her, too. Okay. Yes. Wow. Shout out to y'all. And let me just say this. I can't go anywhere. Without people saying, oh, you was on the Harley initiated. Really? I can't go anywhere. Wow. I cannot go anywhere. I want wow. to play. And I was telling my kids, stop running. Like, y'all see the pretty picture. I'm like, stop <laughs> yeah. running. Come on, call me. Why are you crying? You're right? Come on, my God. Why? We're just trying to watch a play. And like, I heard that voice before. Were you going to hardly initiate it? That happens almost all the time. So, wow. so, so what y'all are doing and healing people all over, we just appreciate, you know, being part of the platform. I right? love that. Man, I love that too, man. I really love that too. We got, did you want to get take care? I think we got one more in there and one more super chat. Yeah, we can go to super chat. So pretty much Danielle Sprig, shout out to Danielle. She says, everyone has baggage and things to potentially unpack. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. How do you set healthy boundaries to keep from being drained from an imperfect but potentially healthy relationship? Mm, that's a good question. All right. So boundaries work when we enforce them. Mm -hmm. Right. So we'll draw a boundary. I'm out. You can't come home late again. I'm not going to take it. Well, what happens when he or she comes home late? Do you enforce it? All right. Do you close up shop? Do you not welcome him in? Do you stop talking to her? So think about it. If you get a if you have a speed speeding limit and you only enforce it, people are gonna speed in your city. Now we're here in Atlanta, in certain cities you don't speed through, you're gonna get a ticket. Why? Because they enforce it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you'll find that boundaries are respected when we enforce it. Mm -hmm. So you have to find ways to be able to enforce your boundaries that don't destroy the relationship, but they do let people know that I'm not gonna tolerate this. And how can I show you? with my behavior. Mm -hmm. So if you want to mm -hmm. date me and you want to come 30 minutes late, I'm not going on the date. I, I do want to go on the date, but I'm not. You're just going to have to go without me. And then that brother, if he's capable, is going to start coming on time. But if you give him grace 
and he can anticipate grace. And he says, I'm sorry, I was busy. You still want to go and take out and you still do it. He's going to still come because you didn't enforce the boundary that forces him to change his behavior. I also say that you I would say no, that no one's perfect. So what I heard you say was he did. She said something about the relationship being it was a what did she say? How do you set healthy boundaries to keep from being drained from an imperfect but potentially healthy relationship? So imperfect but potentially healthy relationship. So when I think about that, I I hmm. I always want to go with we know we have we're none of us are perfect, right? So am I looking for the person to always get it right or am I am I being human because hell I'm human right the times that I might mess up I might show up do I want to be spanked on the hand all the time when I might get it right because change is a process you know someone having you you got to remember people before they date you not making excuses but they were attracting and with other people before you they were raised by caretakers and caregivers that were different than maybe you were so your level of what you need might be more um, impatient yeah. to where then a person is like, dang, I'm human. I Whoa. Okay. Now you're not going out with me because I didn't show up this one time and I'm apologetic and I'm owning it and I'm things like that. So I would just say, you know, let there be some balance there. I'm really into being empathetic with people's journey, not being used, but being empathetic because mistakes do happen. And guess what? When I make mine, and I'm not looking good like Dr. Stacy, the helper of people in my relationship. I want my boyfriend to be like, OK, yeah, I remember when she, you know, I, she's not perfect because she gave me grace. So I believe in I teach this thing, be the love you want to attract. If you want grace, you got to give grace, not being used, but you got to give grace. So there's a balance in setting those boundaries for yeah. me. In presence. Y'all notice that people with presents. People. You say, give me a present. That no, no. works too. Hey, I'm hey, sorry. Hey, present. Know, I'm sorry. We, Wait, we be... give me a present. Cause you like, <laughs> what is it? Louis Vuitton? Louis Vuitton? Say, there you go. I'm there kidding. Go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I can't be bought. So you already, you already have all the bags, right? So, so presents. See, we date differently based on the presence of the person that we're dating. So you might be dating three people. One, you're going to show up five, 15 minutes early. Cause you know, they have no tolerance for you being late. That's in business that's in in dating um so when you increase your presence mm -hmm. all right you're going to find that people are going to uh date you accordingly mm -hmm. but if you're always overly accommodating you're going to be yeah. the one that gets called last mm -hmm. right because i can tell you men oh she doesn't take calls before 10. let me call her because if i call her at 10 30 she's not gonna pick up mm -hmm. but but so and so well, she'll pick up at 11 45 and i just say hey you know i got tired you know this happened and she'll talk to me 11 45 but not the other one mm -hmm. so more presence gets you uh, better treatment. And sometimes you just have to sit and let them miss you and let them see if they can be someone better than, than yourself. Mm -hmm. Going out there, all right? And then once they see they can't do that, they come back and say, I'm sorry, yeah. I can treat you better. I love that. Make sure everybody in here right now, please smash that gray like button as we can use that like to grow and to spread the message that we are sharing in here. And while y'all doing that, I'm gonna bring, it up, uh, bring up our next caller here. We actually have Norwisha coming to the show. Welcome, Norwisha. How are you? Hello. Can you guys hear me? Absolutely. We Loud and clear. Hear you. Hi, hi. How are you guys today? Blessed. Good to see you. Oh, good. Thank man. you. Norwisha, thank you. Give us your so, age, location, and your question. I'm from Oakland, California, and I am 39 years old. Nice. So my, I want to know, I think I unintentionally turned my situation, relationship, whatever, toxic. 
um, because I, I missed some signals early on. And now that I'm thinking about it and going back in my mind, I'm thinking this person was actually trying to progress our relationship and move it forward. And so now I feel like since I missed those and I didn't really acknowledge those signals and I didn't take them seriously at that time, that maybe I've kind of missed my opportunity with this person. Can it, And it feels like it's starting to, you know, change and become a little toxic. So I'm trying to figure out kind of, you know, what are the signs of, you know, something changing and becoming an unhealthy and toxic dynamic. And let me, let me make sure I got this. Cause I want to understand this. You got into a relationship with a brother and yeah. over the span, you feel like the relationship started off going well, but then it changed and became toxic is what you're saying. I think so. Yeah. And I give, feel like it, give it me some more specific. Give me some more specific examples on how it became toxic. Okay. So this person is in the military. He went off, he got deployed, he came home and you know, I'm the first person he calls, come get me, you know, blah, blah, blah. I missed you. All of that. Um, mm. Then he tells me, um, I had a house built and I was like, whoa, I didn't even know you were buying a house. That's awesome. And he's like, you know, can't you switch your job? And I'm like, switch what? Cause I, I, I'm in government. I work in county government. And he was like, can't you move your job? And I was like, oh, you know, I'd have to quit and get hired in another place and all these things. And I was, I wasn't, I didn't understand what he meant or maybe I just didn't realize what he's trying to say, but you know, then he never brought it up again. Then he came over one day and he's like, you have a lot of stuff in your closet. You have a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, how, why do you have so much stuff? Can you downsize? And I, I was like, what? Why would I do that? I love my stuff, you know, type of vibe. And okay, so- hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, slow down for me. How long you guys been dating? Um, I have been dealing with him since 2019. Mm. Okay, so you guys been dating for some years and he mm-hmm. pops up and, and pretty much tells you that he's buy, buying a house without- pretty much communicating the process prior. So that was a surprise to you. And now he's pretty much- Got some passive communication going on. Got some, okay, yeah, that's what it got. And now he's pretty much wanting you to, is it, he wants you to move in with him or move to his town? I I kind of missed all of that. I didn't really delve into it because I didn't really get at the time that maybe he was trying to have that kind of a conversation. I really wasn't picking up what he was putting down, I guess. So now I feel like, he's kind of pulling away a little bit. And, you know, I try to have that conversation like, oh, you know, you have this house now. And if I bring it up, um, it just seems like it's a whole different, like he's not, he's not really wanting to talk about it, <laughs> basically. So I'm wondering if I, if I kind of maybe shut him down and, ma- and maybe now that it, it's kind of toxic, it feels toxic to me. It doesn't feel like it's moving anywhere anymore, I guess. Okay. I guess it's levels of toxicity. I mean, it does sound toxic, not in the sense of like abuse going on, but just as like high amounts of miscommunication or just non-communication on something that's really, really important to advance the relationship. When is the last time you've talked to him? Is this, Are you all still actively engaged in each other's lives? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like so- we talk all the time, but we don't bring up or he doesn't bring up those things anymore. So I feel like maybe I missed some signals and this was early on, like, and I'm thinking about it more and more now and feeling like we're not moving anywhere, moving forward now. And I'm thinking back to those conversations, like, did I miss this? Like, did I miss the signals? 
Okay, so hold on. And, and mm. do me a favor. Turn turn your actual your volume down. I, can, I yeah. can hear echo a tad bit on the actual show itself if you have the show playing. But Dr. Tart is, sounds like he's yeah. ready to strike. Because I'm curious about this, this Dr. Tart, because, I mean, she's talking about signals. I mean, as a man, should the 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 plan and, you know, making sure he integrates into her lifestyle be pretty clear? Well, I mean, what we're talking about is maybe someone who overthinks and has anxiety. Right. And so she's thinking about what moves he's making. So that's going to be the first thing that we want to address is when we overthink, we are we're, we're coming with all these different scenarios. But here's the second piece. They're not directly communicating. Right. If I'm having to guess what you're thinking. Right. Guess what you're saying. Right. It's hard for us to even understand the dynamics because they haven't spoken. Um, they need to communicate. But you all need couples counseling. I'm just going to call it just straight what it is. And if this brother shows up to couples counseling, this brother is willing to work through things, mm, right? Okay. So what we're talking about is someone, when you said military, and I am being stereotypical, that is a very difficult, that is a very difficult dynamic for a lot of people, especially if he's in combat. Mm. So I have to go to where I have no feelings. Feelings can get me killed, feelings can get me shot, right? I have to follow my orders and then come back into a relationship in, in one week and then have all this great communication skills, all this empathy, all, all of this compassion, how do I switch so quickly mm. from being a soldier, right? And he he may be an engineer in the Army. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But one, being able to have couples counseling to be able to develop direct communication so you don't have to guess what he's saying. Y'all can have a conversation and say, help me explain what you're talking about this house and help me understand what we're doing because we've been dating for four years. And, and also your voice, your voice. What is it that you want out of the relationship? And is that able to have that presence so he's able to respond to you versus you doing all the responding to what he may or may not want? Mm -hmm. You got, and I'm curious here. Have you guys ever been in an uh, or established that you were in an exclusive relationship? We haven't. We have not established that we're in an exclusive relationship, which is maybe why in, earlier on when he was bringing those things up, it just didn't. It didn't seem like. You know, because we hadn't had that conversation, and we still haven't really had that conversation. Do you I mean, be we've just kind of been been rocking. Do you want to be in a committed relationship? I I think so. I think I would love to be in a committed relationship with have this person. I have love for this person. Have you told him? I feel like he understands that about me. Have, um, you, have you directly said what it is that you want in the relationship? I've told him that I prefer committed relationships. I haven't necessarily said I'd like to be in a committed relationship with you. It sounds like neither neither that. party have clearly. They, that's called what, going with the flow right there. Well, what that's about, called flowing. What about him makes you want to be in a committed relationship with him? Um, I mean, just everything overall as a person, he kind of, um, he kind of surprised me. I wasn't actually expecting for him to have the depth that he has and so like beyond being a soldier you know just as a person beyond everything that i think he's tall he's handsome beyond all tell of that stuff like, traits. tell me tell me some character traits about him that you um that are top of your list that you enjoy about this man that makes you want to be with him. She said it. She said tall and handsome. No, that's no, what no, I'm no, saying. No, no. That's why I say I'm saying beyond all of that. I think that he's just a really great person. He's um kind. 
he's attentive, observant. Um, he remembers things about me. Um, he strikes up really great deep conversations. I like our dialogue when we go back and forth. I just enjoy his company. I feel super safe in his presence. Um, I also feel like, um, I don't know, like he's just like he takes care of me when I'm around him. And I really enjoy that security that he, he provides in those moments. And he also is not committed to you and you've wanted a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to see how that is adding up to a man that you want to be with and you're building with. Well, is it, is I it, mean, is it as possible? a divorced woman coming from, you know, infidelity and divorce and everything, I didn't necessarily, when we got, you know, when we met and started this thing, I didn't necessarily feel like I was in a space to be in a committed relationship. And that's also something that I think may have been a reason why I missed what he was saying. And maybe mm -hmm. he was trying to say something. And I just, like I said, didn't pick up what he was putting down. Mm -hmm. um, but I have since, you know, grown and gone through some therapy and some counseling and feel like I'm in a place where I'm ready to kind of have that level of um, relationship and, and companionship now. Um, so, And he still has not mentioned any of that to you? No. Sis. I'm, <laughs> Time to let it go. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I, 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 I feel that if Dr. Tart would have dated Mecca for four years and not been clear with his intentions, Mecca would have left because she said it. Actually, she said it at Essence. Remember? Okay. <laughs> but, but so when we all spoke on the campaign with Essence, remember? Yeah, she did. So a man, a man that wants a woman and he knows he's found a good thing, as long as he knows that all of those things that you just talked about are enough. And the ultimate with what he he ain't got to, even if you ain't said it, he knows the woman that you are. He knows how just as safe as you are, sac you are saying that he has made you, you have made him. That's why he's still there. So as long as he can drag you along on that stream of another four years of your life and know that you are more committed to him than he is to you, then he will continue to do that. So again, why is it that this man is the one that you want to die on the cross for, and he's not committed to you. Here's here's the real. Well, wait, Doctor, yeah. can I ask one more question before yeah, you yeah, get yeah. into it? Because yeah. I want you to give that real. Please hold that thought. My last question, if you can just get it to me here, how quickly did you date him? Is this one of the first brothers that? Well, when when was your divorce? Um, I I I've been separated since early 2019. I met him at the end of the year in 2019. So he was and, the first um, brother you started dating seriously after your divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Give me some context there, but go ahead, Dr. Tart. I, I mean, so if you really want, if you really, because you want this man, we're not going to. For what? She, she wants him. You ever For want what? somebody? I, I have, right, but right. I want somebody that wants me and that's right, clear. I, we all didn't want someone that was toxic. Well, not all, but we just wanted them because we Most wanted them, but it wasn't, Dr. Tart, but it wasn't healthy. Dr. Tart, let me ask you, is it possible for it just to have not been discussed. Is that is that the only thing that's missing? Is, is deep? It's a oh, it's okay. A, a man okay. ain't gonna do that. She doesn't. I feel like it's kind of being avoided now. So I mean, if I'm being a hundred percent accountable and honest with myself, there we go. There have been times. Mm -hmm. There have been times where I have said, "Do you not want more? Isn't there what? Where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? And you know." What do you feel like is is happening with us? Are we growing? Are we progressing? Do you feel like we're stagnant? 
Um, and the conversations um, just aren't being had. They're just. And you just said not... tonight that's the man you want to be with. Well, hold on, hold on. So, oh, oh. so, so it's no power. What, what you got, Doctor Charles? What you got? She, she doesn't have any power, right? Um, she doesn't have any influence. She doesn't have a voice because in, she's in, in this in this dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. Is so that part... healthy though? No, it's not. Oh, that's and so, what I'm and like. so, that's and so part of it is you have to have a voice because when we asked, did you ask for a committed relationship? You beat around the bush. And I don't mean that in a mm -hmm. negative way. So it, part of this is overcoming the fear that if I ask for what I want, will this brother leave? You've been dating him for four years, right? Right after um, dating someone else, you know, for a long time being in a marriage. You don't want to lose someone that you've connected with. So your best chance, even it's going to be risky to not waste your time, which Dr. Johnson is being kind about and alluding to, is that you're going to have to have voice and say, I want to be in a committed relationship. If you don't want to do that, just let me know, right? And then allow him to see what life is like without having access to you mm -hmm. or having less access to you. And then he can decide whether he wants to be with you because uh, right now it's not clear. Mm -hmm. So the more voice you have, the more presence you have, uh, he who finds a wife, Mm -hmm. finds a good thing and gains favor in the Lord. But you have to be convinced that you're a wife first. Mm -hmm. All right. And if he doesn't, and, and if you don't, you're not convinced that you can be a wife and it makes sense. You had trauma from the last relationship and, and he didn't do right by you. So we get healed by that. Have voice and see how this brother responds. Hey, Norwisha, thank you so much for coming up here and thank having you. this conversation. I, this. I get part love, but thank I love you. you. I love you thank so you. much. Okay. You. Tell her I love her. Can she hear me? Yes. No, she okay. hears you. And here's I, the thing I, I will say too. I think it's really interesting that to, the you know of dating right after the divorce and so quickly because i've met a lot of ladies you know so here's the thing when i was dating heavily on my casual right there were certain date ladies that were ideal for the casual situation like ideal and ideal meaning that they wanted it to be casual just as much as me right one a good example are usually we've talked about the cougars the older ladies super reciprocating relationship they want me just like I want them. Bam. It ain't no hard feelings afterwards. Matter of fact, you good, player? They might put some of your gas tank. You're young enough. You good, you good in the tank, player? All right, go ahead. It's all good. It's all love. Don't be coming uh, around here tomorrow, though. Another, right. <laughs> Bingo. Another, another is the ladies who just got out of a relationship. Because the ladies that just got out of a relationship, what I typically find is they typically, even in their communication, is typically, hey, look, I'm not looking for nothing serious right now. This is where I'm at. I just want some companionship. I want somebody to spend some time with. And we can sense that and we'd be like, mm, perfect, right? Low committal relationship. Y'all kick it every now and again. You don't have to communicate. You can have a good time with it. It's a good time. You don't have to consistently communicate. I don't have to keep you up to date with current events in my life like that, mm -hmm. which is what sound like is happening with the communication gaps. And there's really no commitment or sacrifice at all. In fact, I don't even see you as a wife because that's not even how I'm going into this relationship. And that's just in, in my experience, that's typically how I would approach those relationships. So when you even start having those conversations, a lot of time that brother, I mean, five years avoiding that conversation. First of all, you're talking about we, we have deep conversations deep. I mean, about what, but in general, even the conversation, the fact that it's been avoided for so long, he, I can imagine he don't want to have that conversation. He probably likes exactly what his joint is at right now. Period. Because where that if that thing gets further and he has to do more and go more and he don't even see you like that, he potentially loses this very comfortable situation that he has, which is probably why he got into it in the first place. What are you going to replace it with? Another one? 
I don't think so. Unless I mean, he's a player. I, I, he, he unless, un, right. Assuming, right? Assuming. If and, he likes her. See. I think he likes her, but he knows that she she cool with what well, it is. She, she's never communicated she want anything else. So well, no, she did. She did, though. If, if, we, if they came in couples counseling, he wouldn't come in there saying they argue all the time. She'd be like, she's never really asked for a relationship. Do you want a relationship? And she'd be like, well, do you want one? She's just not going to say this is what I want, right? Because she's trying to please and not be left. And that makes sense because we don't want to be abandoned. Yeah. Right? But if she wants this brother to commit and just say, this is what I need. Abandon me. Allow him, allow him to see what married brothers will tell you mm. that before they marry, they have to have this serious conversation with themselves. Single brothers have this conversation. Like, am I really able to be great at marriage? Mm. What do I need to change to be a great, a great husband? Mm. Right. And so some brothers realize they're not there. All right. And then a lot of men, a lot of wives will say that husbands kind of back up at first. And like, let me make sure that I'm ready to do. Let me be out in the streets and see mm. yeah. if this is really what I want to do. That's good. Yeah. All right. So allow him to be able to see what life is like without her. There are a lot of brothers and say, hey, if life without you is like this, I think I do want to commit. Mm -hmm. But if you're allowing it to just be non-committal and be easy, why would I make a hard decision when we can just be cool? And you know you're kicking it. They're going to talk tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm not disrespecting it. Mm -hmm. It's just fear is driving this. Mm -hmm. Right. But I wonder what, how this brother would respond if she felt safe enough and courageous enough and um, grounded enough to say and loved enough. To say this is what I want, and I think you should give this to me because I want us to be together in a committed relationship. So it's some real conversations that need to yeah. be had in that, and and I hope you, because I know you still listen. I definitely want you to go about having those real relationships. I, I advise ladies too, because I've again going back to my experiences, the way you start that relationship and a lot of those conversations that pop off the relationship too. You know, as far as kind, because you know a lot of times we can have those like like. Know where you at right now? How was your last relationship? Okay, so what you looking for now? Nah, you know I ain't looking that serious right now. Blah blah blah. A lot of that sets the tone, and a yeah. lot of that, uh, yeah, uh, you know, really attracts the kind of men that really get settled mm -hmm. in that. Because if you didn't on the front end vet for a husband five years now, or what, what the two to three year mark, now all of a sudden you want these new things because it mm -hmm. sounds like her taste, her her taste, and what she wanted kind of developed over the span of time. It changed a little. That bit. don't mean his did, you know. So I mean, again, though. All of this is assuming because we have not had the conversations. Yeah, true. Yeah. So that's the most important thing that got to happen. So I want you, you to be I willing, like Dr. Tar said, to accept whatever consequence come with letting them know what you want. It, it, yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and hope, hope and belief that uh, he can love her and that she can get what she wants without having to be mute. There are a lot of women uh, who self-silence themselves in relationships. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to mess it up. They don't. And, and that's not a judgment. You're just not sure how he's going to respond. Mm. Right. And, but if you're sure that that whether he does or someone else. All right. You're going to be sure. Where does that come from? From your past validation that mm -hmm. I was able to leave one relationship and there were five more brothers that were there. Steve Harvey talked about that with Marjorie. Marjorie's like, look, you know what? You were honest with me. You told me you didn't want to get married again. I can't shack up, though. I can't do it. I don't mm -hmm. like me in this. So I'm going to be honest. You're a grown man. You never lied to me. I just can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't like the woman in the mirror. So she started to leave. And guess what Steve started thinking? Do you know how many men are going to grab Marjorie Harvey? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, right now. She won't get down the street before four or five good men holler at her. And why did the relationship end? Out of fear that mm -hmm. it would end in pain. 
Am I going to let my life be ruled by fear? Or am I going to have faith, belief, and courageousness? Now, I might, it might get hurt, but if I love this woman, let me commit and let the chips fall where they may. I also believe that the woman that you are outside of a relationship will dictate the woman that is inspired, can inspire a man to love her the way that she wants to be loved. A lot of times women want, they say, well, when he show up, I'm going to do this. No, exactly who you are outside of this relationship is going to be who you are in it. So start becoming this amazing dynamic woman in a relationship, not just in your business, not just with raising your kids, but really temper your life and understand how to be a good woman, honestly, for a man who you want to then be a good partner with you. And that's a responsibility in how you communicate with him, how you love him, how you first care for yourself, because he is looking at how she care for herself is going to be how she cares for me. So if you're not just not taking care, I'm not just talking about the edification, all of the beauty aspects of you. I'm talking about how you take care of your self-care. Are you meditating? Does he see you taking walks? Does he see you overworking yourself? Does he see you sacrificing everything for your business? Or does he see you say, wow, I'm a little stressed out. I'm going to go take a walk because I need to meditate and get back in alignment. That man, that man then possibly says, oh, I'm safe with her. Look at how she takes care of herself. Because She's not overworked because I know I overwork. So, wow, that means I'm safe with being cared for because I know that I'm putting myself in a good energy space. So I'm just saying, ladies, take care of yourself before he shows up. So, guys, by the way, that would listen, I know we got a lot of people that want to get on here. But today, wow, we actually going to go ahead and close out the initiation hotline today. All right. So what I want to do now before I let, um, you know, Dr. Stacey J and uh, my man, Dr. Tart, get up out of here. I want to play a little game with y'all because I want to understand uh, your oh. thoughts. Shout uh, out to Joyce Daniels, by the way, who's been a member for four months. And shout out to KJ Johnson. KJ Johnson says, what if that toxic person is your limerent? Your who? The hell is that? Limerent. You know what that is? Okay, if she's talking about limerence, which is the stage of a relationship uh, at the very beginning where you're high, right? We're just in limerence phase. So you look at the phases of marriage, meaning, you know how in like high school you're wearing the same North Carolina shirts, y'all y'all still connected, but that's not the real relationship. Mm -hmm. And then after a while in marriage, you become who you were before the marriage, mm -hmm. right? But you were just so high on loving one another. Yeah, I like what you like. I like jazz. I like hip hop. And you go mm -hmm. back, I don't even like, I don't even like music, mm -hmm. right? So if she's saying it's her limerent, you have to wait for time to, to reveal itself to see if y'all are really truly emotionally connected or just high on y'all's connection. I get that. Mm, okay. It, That's it is, good. Yes, it is the state of being infatuated or obsessed with another person typically experienced involuntarily. So Ooh, that's absolutely that what it is. toxic. So, <laughs> so definition. I'm sorry. So, so speaking of toxic, here's what I want to do with you oh, guys. Lord. All right? It's good. I ain't signed a waiver for this. I yes. know. Right, it's time to go. Hold on. I know. I know. We're going to get y'all out of here right after this. But I want to, I'm curious because there's a lot of talk on the internet about some very popular relationships that are toxic, but obviously you guys are actually, y'all are experts and I want to get you guys take, is the actual, is the public manipulating the actual truth of what is toxic or are there some actual toxic elements to these relationships? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want to just go through three basic relationships here that most of us know about just so we can get some, get some real facts here to whether this is toxic or not. Okay. All right. All so right. 
I like that. We got to give a, sh- a sh- couple shout outs after this, too. Absolutely. So crazy. let's go about do it. Let, let's we're going to do that right after this. Excellent. So the first couple I want to talk about oh, here, Lord. we got a specialist here. We're going to talk about the notorious Will Smith and Jada. All right. So go about. Th- all right. Let's talk about it. Oh, look at that. Is eyes. this Ooh. truly a toxic relationship? Or is this just the true? Yeah. Fighting for everything love that we need to be striving for. Exactly. Mm. That's a good question. Give us that. Give us give, give us the game. We're going to start with Dr. Tar. Is this what oh, it good. takes to it's be married? Just, it's, they both say it's toxic to them. All right. But they're in it. They're still in it. So to them, that's all that matters. Um, it is toxic to them. It's not serving their needs. No one wants to be in their relationship from what we know. <laughs> from what we right? know. From what we know. Right. From a distance. All right, no one wants to be in the relationship that's out in the public. Now, also realize that they have, um, and, and Dr. Johnson knows about this on a far better level than I am because of your, your background in Hollywood. They also have PR and they have stories that are framed and certain things that are out and certain things that are um, uh, narrated. Mm-hmm. They have the public relations because it's a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. So I would just say to me, um, you're going uh, with toxic. I'm, I'm, I'm going with toxic because they're not happy together. And by the um, way, we're about to drop out. a poll on this because I want to know you guys' thoughts. We're about to drop a poll on this because I want you guys to get involved in this conversation as well. But my man, Dr. Tart, has went with toxic. Dr. Stacey. But, but they both come from st- toxic environments, right? So mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't feel toxic to them. You know Will's background. You know Jada's background. Maybe this is just life. We're going to drop a couple I, polls tonight. It's just, it's just very simple, guys. Will and Jada Smith. Toxic, not toxic. That's it. I can say from what we've been presented, Jada has a lot of masculine energy. And for what has been presented, again, because I have to say with the PR and all of that and whatever, what we're seeing with that, if Will is at the place in his life where that is not, that is repelling rather than attracting him into the connection then that is an unbalanced situation and what i do know is that there has to be a balance of masculine and feminine energy not this has nothing to do with gender masculine and feminine energy in a relationship and it looks like the imbalance because they possibly have changed over and maybe one was more masculine at one time, one was less feminine, one was less feminine and more masculine, whatever it is. But it seems like with what I'm seeing with Jada, there is a lot of masculine energy that in any relationship, if a man is presenting or fighting for his place in the relationship, that is very difficult for him to find balance within. And again, I have to stress how it's being presented to us. Mm. Who knows the truth of these two individuals? You know, I, I read actually Will's um, autobiography. Me too. Um, and you, he, he breaks down a lot of things that you can tie into that might correlate to why the relationship and the situation is where it is today. Very, very interesting. He was very vulnerable in what that, did he in say? autobiography. Well, he I talked mean, just, about one that uh, pleases dad, right? And he, also he feeling about, weak for yeah. not necessarily standing up. Mm-hmm. For you know, a lot of the, with a lot of the things that went down in his household without a childhood, actually, he saw himself as the weakest among all of his siblings. 
Um, and that just created a lot of insecurities um, in him. As and how he used man. comedy to, you know, kind of be in a class clown to mm-hmm. kind of escape escape some of those mm-hmm. things. And, yeah. yeah. And anytime mm-hmm. you have misplaced masculine energy, sometimes that can be toxic in itself because now he could possibly try be trying to find his balance with his masculine energy to where now he's doing it in ways, <clears throat> making choices that may not help him, you know, with the whole slap thing with Chris Rock. It, <laughs> well, he has two personalities, he said. There's the, there's the affable Will and then there's the El Captain. Mm. Right? There's the Captain. The Captain slap taste out your mouth. That's, oh, that's wow. The, and anyone, that's, that's why I'm kind of backing away. Like, I, oh, man, I know these people, I'm not talking about them. So, like, if you know, if you know Will Smith from the streets, Will, Will is not this, 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 this affable punk that you can, that, that you can, um, uh, but he got in trouble from this is in his book. Mm-hmm. He got in trouble from his agents for hanging with drug dealers too much. These oh, were his wow. friends. Wow. These were his friends. Will is not the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Will is from Philly, right? And people that know Will, mm-hmm. Will will slap you, right? Mm-hmm. And so he talked about developing that personality, to not get picked on. Mm-hmm. And and there are a lot of people that develop these personalities. Well, there's two. There's the lovable Will that everyone likes, mm-hmm. but if you mess with Will. Will will we'll do something, and then Jada has her own stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And she talked about in the book making her the butt of his jokes, right? When they first met, it was in the book. He had a love scene on when she was making love in um what, what to Jay what whatever with Jason's lyric. Mm-hmm. There's a love scene the first time he met Will's mom. Mm-hmm. He invited over and had the love scene on. So that was the first time that she met his his mom when they came in. The TV was on, and it was a love scene of her making love. And Jason's lyric, and he wow. thought that was so funny. And Will, I mean, and Jada, of course, did not. Mm. Right. So when we start thinking about people's dynamics, you know, we only know what they show. Yeah. Right. But in it, a lot of times, it, it, there's more to the story than what we know. Yeah. That's pretty no, sick. I mean, yeah. Honestly, that's why I, I really wanted to get you guys' perspective on that. And I appreciate it. Let's close out this poll before we get to the next one. Mm. <clears throat> Let me see. So, Will and Jada, toxic or not toxic? 93% of the initiates say toxic. Damn. Yeah. Well, I have to agree with that. <laughs> let's get that let's get to the next one here. I'm gonna have to agree. All right, because we got this next couple here. Really interested. I'm hoping you guys got some backstory on this couple here, but I'm interested to know what you think. A different dynamic for sure. About Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Mm. Okay, so I'm I'm not sure if everybody's caught up. You know, it's a lot of interesting things going on with the family unit itself mm. from you know, uh, child rearing from, you know, the way they manage, you know, financially the home. And, you know, it's it's just, it's interesting when you hear them describe their dynamic. But again, the public always takes things and runs with it. So I want to hear you guys break down your take on whether or not you think those relationships might be toxic or not. I'm going to have to buy out of this. I know nothing about what's happening with Gabrielle. You fair. Know. Okay. That's okay. fair. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. And I probably know too much. I want the pad. That's crazy. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We got to pass on that one. <laughs> hey, look. Well, I mean, so it's, y'all it's, tell me who y'all think. We, we went ahead and dropped the poll. I want to know. And again, I want to know because... It's just see here's, what is happening. I, well, well, well I mean, obviously he passed. He ain't gonna tell you. Well, you I got, know, the, but, you got the but, baby, the baby that was had outside of their relationship. That was one thing. 
you also had uh, the um with her, her being interviewed and she basically said that what was it about like she was her? about stress because of the bills it was some yeah. some aspects of they have a it started the 50 50 conversation because right. that's how they run their household and she talked about some of the stresses that come with having that kind of relationship having that level of financial responsibility as a woman in that relationship oh. is what she described on Shannon Sharp's podcast. Oh, wow. Um, and there's a few other elements to the conversation, but oh. because you don't know, neither here nor there, yeah. let's just go about, okay. we'll, we'll let the poll, we'll let the people go about talking about that because the people know what's going on. All right. And we'll let, we'll, we'll close it out on that one, but let's get to, can I get to the last one, Ryan? When I, yeah. Why that's piling up? Yeah. Let, let me see what, what the people say on this one. Okay. No, no, no. Let, let it pile up. Let it pile up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, let's let it pile up a little bit. Because here's the next one I want to get to. And I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this one, but this is a newer relationship that is a, a newer couple that's in the news. Look at that. It's fine. Right, I know that. It is. You, you already know what it is? I'm going to guess. Guess. Is it Kiki? No, it's oh, not. Okay, right. It's not. Okay, okay. All it's right, not. Never mind, never mind. It is Nelly and Ashanti. Okay. Okay. Now oh, this is okay. a couple. Okay. This is a okay. couple, and I think this is a this is a really interesting dynamic. Yeah. Because right? it's a couple that was together in the past, mm -hmm. had a breakup, and a lot of y'all listen. A lot of y'all don't experience this yourself right now. Some of y'all probably in this relationship, a situation like this right now, it didn't work for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And I think it's some people got some opinions about why it didn't work prior, mm -hmm. but they ended up getting back together, rekindling yeah. years later. New people matured, grown. They're together, and recently she announced that. She's pregnant, I think is what it was. Ashanti's pregnant. Yeah, and it caused some concern. Yeah, and it caused some concern because obviously she's still uh, she has not been engaged to is what the is what people are communicating and talking about. And this is concerning because they had a failure in the past, and it looks like uh, they could be potentially putting themselves in another situ uh, similar situation. But it also looks like they could just be uh, rekindling. Growing a, a brand new relationship, growing a brand new love. So, is this potentially toxic or not? I love Ashanti and Nelly together because it seems like, and this is again what's being presented. I don't know these people, y'all, but it seems like they are enjoying this journey with each other. They're having fun. They are loving on each other. And it honestly, from the outside looking in, Looks like, I mean, people grow and they change and they mature and they, and sometimes you have to spin the block to realize, wow, where I really want to be, where I ultimately, I have joy in life. So I love, the, I love the energy of them. And the thing that I enjoy most about them is that they look like they're having fun together. And at the end of the day, y'all, we can make relationships are going to be serious. Like even with my man, I love him some days and I love him to others. But sometimes I'll be like, mm, OK, mm. you know what I'm saying? And those times will happen. Right. But what do you do? Go back to fun. Like I'm for finding the fun in everything. And they just look like they're having fun. And I love watching it. So I'm for this. And we don't know if they are engaged or not. Again, being a person in entertainment, they spoon feed you exactly what they want. That's and when they're point. ready, exactly. So we don't know if they're engaged or not. It, oh, so that could be. So, so you think that, so why would they announce the pregnancy and not engagement? But they really didn't. She rubbed her belly. Oh, uh, okay. So are you saying we assuming that? I'm saying that I haven't said anything that anybody confirms any pregnancy. Okay. I, I, she rubbed her belly and he touched it. 
Okay. Okay. So those could be some subliminal things that, you know, just make record sales do more than what they're doing. So you going for not, not toxic. Oh, I'm absolutely going for not toxic. I'm going for, they are happy and having fun and laughing at everybody who is on the journey with them. So is that okay <laughs> to, you know, you have this person you start a relationship with and over the years, you kind of just go back and forth until. Well, they didn't go back and forth. They broke up for a long time because he was with the the Jackson lady or something. Oh, Miss Jackson. Miss Jackson. Yeah. So no, they didn't go back and forth. Gotcha. They had a whole reality show. He was in love with her, but hey, life happens. And mm. it's nothing wrong with spinning the block and coming back well, if see, there's some change. That's what I, we'll, we'll come back to the spinning the block. I want to get Dr. Tar's take, okay. take on this, but I want to come back to just in general actually rekindling old relationships and getting thoughts on that. But go ahead, Dr. Tar. I, I like, I like Nelly and Ashanti. Yeah. All right. The thing also to be careful, like when you see these people in real life, right? Like no one wants someone to speculate on a relationship from, from, from a distance. But I, I, I get, this is how we learn from mm -hmm. celebrities. This is the, 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 the crux you right. know, part of the show. All right. I like them. So can I talk as a fan? Yeah, of course, I, of course. I like them. Doesn't everyone want to see um, the, the couple that we all like that broke up? Yeah. Get back together, right? When she hosted his birthday party, oh, right, right. So that that was a, a a heartfelt moment. Yeah, and he cried. Me. Right, that that someone that gets me. We can mature and come back together and hopefully have something that's healthy because yeah. neither one of us could find our special person. Maybe our special person was already there, yeah. and we had to we had to. Uh, venture away only to come back home. So I like the come back home story. Okay. And if they are pregnant before marriage, so what? Yeah. All right. I mean, what are we gonna judge? You know, right. what, we definitely if they get married judging. next month, we still gonna judge, right? Yeah. If they never get married, all right, that's what they decide to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm excited about that love story as yeah. a as a fan. So yeah. what's your so so now let's go back to this though, because What's the rules of engagement as it pertains to in the most healthy way possible? How do you in a healthy way go back to dating somebody that it previously failed in the past and y'all now trying to rekindle? What's the what's the what's the rules of engagement on that joint? I believe the healthiest way is if a person shows up and you see in their actions and their words that there has been some change. And that's only something that you can see over time because you can say I've changed, but really what is different, right? And that takes time. So you have to, I, I, you know, people show up and say I've changed and nothing is different. So I believe there needs to be a dating process to where you see if those things are still there or if they're not. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. The three A's is what you're looking for. Uh, atone. Can you atone for... What happened to us? Mm -hmm. Is that you, me, us? All right. What happened? Let's talk about it. Right. Let's not just go eyes wide shut and just date again if we didn't talk about why we didn't work in the first place. So let's atone. Let's own what we need to own before we move forward to attune. Let's tune in and get to know each other again because the past may not be relevant right now. Mm -hmm. So let's tune in to figure out who we are right now and then attach you should not attach to someone before there's been atonement Period. and attunement because attunement, we may not be we yet. It may just be two of us dating and maybe we're lonely, but you want to really attune. And you know where that happens? Anelia and Ashanti is almost all marriages. Mm. You have to redefine yourself and who you are, right? Mecca and I are not the same after having a third child, right? Uh, Mecca and I will not be the same when we have an empty nest, all right? Um, people will not be the same when you turn uh, a certain uh, age, 
right? Or you 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 way up, you know, you you way you both way down. You have to continue to adapt and be able to change the relationship to make it work. So you're constantly adapting for one another, you know. And so I think that like you know, uh, Ashanti, except for going with other people, you know, Ashanti and Nelly kind of represent uh, all couples who have to redefine themselves uh, each year, you know, to be able to fit one another. Cause we do change, man. Let me tell you, I, I am, I am an advocate of some beautiful black love stories popping off right now because we need some right now, right now, the, 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 the divorce media outlets and stories are winning way more than the celebrations of new unions, you know, and, and, and love stories like theirs. So, so big shout out. And uh, I appreciate both of you guys's perspective on that i think the results came in what the people saying so i mean the results in general so you got uh jada and will toxic Mm -hmm. um d wade and uh d wade and gabby toxic Mm. nelly and ashanti not toxic yeah 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 yeah. 65 not toxic 34 percent came in with toxic but i think look we all can agree that we want to see this thing happen the right way it's just and, and you know the reason again we use the celebrities because that is who we all get to see they're the they're living their lives on stage so i think it's a lot to learn from that in a healthy way but the reality of it is they do have a lot to do with the branding of relationships and the media outlets i say is really the uh, who have a lot to do with it but they're the people that they use to brand the state of relationships and the state of relationships dr tart that picture, matter of fact, put Dr. Tarp family oh, picture Lord, right back on here again. Yes. Because Lord, we need to be seeing Lord. some more yeah. pictures like this but on the internet. But, it, but it's all around us, though. Yeah. Right? Perception is reality. If you put a happily married couple, if you put um, what we believe, Denzel and Pauletta, that's not going to get a lot of clicks. Right? You put a Savannah and LeBron, man, they look pretty. Right? It's not going to get as many clicks as Jeezy uh, breaking up with his wife. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just negativity sells more. Yeah. Which is so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me tell you the. Let me tell you what celebrities say mm-hmm. um, about um, public perception of their relationships. All right. One, their brand depends upon what comes out. Like We don't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Right. So my brand depends on the narrative of why we divorce or why we're having problems. All right. And then number two, based upon public perception of what's coming out. The public has the ability, like never before, to cancel a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? and they are shaking in their boots, and it's really unfair. And it could be based on a false narrative, or it could be based on the same things that we all go through. But because we see it with our favorite celebrity, we decide to cancel them just yeah. immediately. Yeah, right. And then the, and the ripple effect uh, that it has, and you see that with Diddy, whether that stuff is true or not, mm. right? You see the ripple effect of his brain. Oh, he's already guilty and already it's done. This, right. In the, in the court of public opinion. Yep. In the court of, in the right. court of right. public opinion. opinion. Right. Right. And I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not. I'm not gonna say my opinion on that. But but <laughs> but when we when we look at it, when we look at it, that's what they're they're worried about. Is is so they they do spin narratives and so they give us what we want because they're trying to go in self protect mode. I do want to speak to. I I believe there is an attack against the black family. Sure. Pub- sure. In, in the media, I do like. <laughs> And because of how we are so media driven for with our phones, it is a bit concerning for me when I hear and, you know, I talk to a lot of couples, but I talk to a lot of single women as well. And just the narrative of no good men, no good men. There was this recent video with um, 
Ocho Cinco, I want to pronounce it right, Ocho Cinco and Terrell Owens, yep, yep. where they were just excited that they bagged 17 women in 12 hours. And yeah. I made a point to call them dumb and dumber and made a post and and i wanted to and i said women this is not an example of all that is available i want to tell you there are better men out there this is a low i i i was so you read my post i was so mad at that that is a new thing now like where men are pretty much exposing the sexual escapades with you know, but it only separates women want to feel safe. We want to feel safe with you all. So it only separates if we're taking that information in, it separates us from feeling safe. And that part with you entering our bodies is a point of, oh my God, I have given myself to you. And now you're on t- Instagram. So then he, that, that's what I don't understand about these brothers. Like you have daughters, you have families, you have ex-girlfriends, wives, or whatever, you are, what you're saying, it goes against everything that you even want your daughter to associate herself with. Like, I do believe there is a level of responsibility, but again, I think it is an attack against the mindset of Black people, Black men and women, because if you look at the statistics right now, the other is turning it, possibly looking at being the minority because we are the majority. So if we continue to separate us, then what happens as a black as a black family? We then become the minority and they become more of the majority. It is something I tell y'all, if it is not good for your mind and your psyche, what will happen if you continue to take in that junk from social media, women, men, black women, we will continue to be separated and it, it breaks my Oh, it breaks my heart. It's another passion point that I'm really triggered by. And that's why, you know, I admire you guys because y'all are controlling the narrative, right? Yeah. Perception is reality. Um, No one wants to see a couple at home watching TV getting along. It's not clickbait. Yeah. Right? But it happens more time than the couple that's in chaos. The police are not being called to every single house. The average person is not involved in a toxic relationship every single day or right now. Right? There, There are couples right now that are home who are happy. The problem is they're not visible. We don't see them. So on social media, it appears like they're not there. How many men, married men do you know really have a popping uh, profile? They're Most men keep their business to themselves. Right. Well, I'm not trying to be all out there like that. Right? right. Whatever we have, I'm not trying to have anyone blow up my spot or, or make me something that I'm not. I'm just going to keep it low key. I'm not into that social media stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. That's the average man if we're talking about social media. Um, so it's there, it's all around you. You see it at church, you see it at the mall, you see it at Christmas Eve, you see it, uh, brothers out here, Black Friday shopping, like I was out there. You, you see it. It's beautiful. And, and, yeah. And, and so, uh, and, and there are a lot of men out there who, who do desire, uh, to get married and yeah. desire to be in committed relationships in those marriages with, with a woman who won't hurt them. Exactly. Exactly. Y'all forget exactly. that men been hurt out there. Yeah. Even Shannon Sharp, him getting on talking about he would rather. I think that um, again, the Ocho Cinco guy was saying, "What's the sister name? She's an amazing actress. She was on um, Insecure." I know you're talking about, but I can't think. Oh, of uh, Issa Rae. Issa Rae. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Not, it was. Uh, oh my God! Beautiful brown skin. Oh, okay. She's yeah, beautiful. yeah. The one that's a virgin. I forgot okay. your name, sis. But I can say that there was a comparison of would you want a woman like her because she's wholesome she's mm-hmm. this she's that y- and he said Orgy. yes Yvonne he said Orgy. he would rather have a porn star slayer 
I am not going to second that sleigh. Okay, that is a sleigh that I'm not. Second. I, I sound man is getting out of control over exactly. there. <laughs> but I say, why are you? Why are we even publicizing this as grown men? Right, you pick three brothers. If you look at their backgrounds, you'll begin to understand. I'm not condoning any of those comments, right? And you can add Aaron yeah. Hall in there too, right? Oh, yeah. All right, but if you go back and you look at, just so we understand it, if you go back and look at their childhood and look at their, their histories, all right, you'll see. You'll see that yeah. there's a lot of trauma that's that's unresolved and it's just uh, playing out. So, And my thing is, ladies, that is not all that is available to you. And mm -hmm. I wanted to use that plat this platform because women do look at that and it just further reiterates the narrative of no good men. There are great men like Tyshawn and Ryan. Facts. Yeah. And Dr. Tart. Well, he's off the market, y'all. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but Rihanna could call me, though. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? Make a love Usher so I can love Rihanna. It's fair. <laughs> it's so fair. Usher. I know if he pull a Kiki Palmer, Aldwan is dead. All, 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 <laughs> all I know is you better not, if you love us, you better not take it to none of them concerts. I took, I took it to Usher. No, I, took it to Usher. I took it to Vegas. I took it up, but she can go backstage. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> she would have been gone, bro. Right, My wife right. would have been gone. Hey, hey, let me tell y'all. <laughs> listen, so first off, I greatly appreciate you guys for coming up here and spending time with us today do we need to shout anybody out before we get this thing up out of here Ryan? yeah shout out to coco love so coco loves first off she done recently subscribed recently joined the initiate family and she sent over a couple super chats she said basically she she wants to send me a shout out okay on the live where i apologize so you remember that live we did with tony gas i remember that yeah it wasn't something that we we're trying to publicize nothing like mm -hmm. that it was just a heartfelt you know, conversation with Tony Gaskins and it just kind of came about that way. But shout out to Coco for for mm. giving us the opportunity. But this is the thing. She says she's been wanting to subscribe and finally did. Uh. Yeah, I think it's that's a lot of I think a lot of people it was in that situation. It's like they really liked the content. They obviously tuned in sometime later and was like, OK, this is good. But I'm still upset about some things Ryan said in the past and probably trying to figure out where I stood on these certain things. Yeah. So I think this was just more so confirmation for the people who've been seeing great things, mm -hmm. but they, you know, I wasn't, I did not communicate exactly what the situation was. So yeah, I mean, the platform is growing. We're growing as individuals, obviously, you know, so things do change. People do grow and, you know, for good, or, for good or worse. I mean, we growing right here in front of millions of people. And, you know and, what I mean? And as, and as long as Dr. Tart and Stacey J is a part of it, Dr. Stacey J is a part of it, it's going to be for good. The growth is always going to be for good. All right. So hopefully, you know, in some months or some years, it'll be even more encouraging messages like, yo, I seen where y'all was at. Now y'all, this, this Absolutely. is even better than I thought. Yeah. Now, Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So thank you guys. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of people uh, commenting and giving feedback on that. Very happy that you guys... Um, were uh, giving your thoughts and opinions on that because I learned a lot from communicating that. And that just shows the, the just the environment and the space that we're growing here. Uh, just, man, listen, I, I love my initiatives, man. I, I really do yes. love my initiatives. I want to talk about- We did have one more thing. Yes. We did have one more question. Let's just make this, this one brief and brilliant. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Tar, we're going to go with you. And then if Dr. Stacey got something, we're going to do that too. Solana Soul, she says, how does a woman with past toxic relationships show up to a healthy relationship without self-sabotaging all right one you're going to get someone in in counseling to help you recognize uh why you self-sabotage mm -hmm. right so so we look at maslow's hierarchy of needs y'all can pull that up right 
um, you cannot, and I just break it down really quickly. You cannot have love if you don't have safety, mm -hmm. right? Well, if I believe that love gets me hurt, I'm going to opt for safety and I'm going to opt for control. So when I get into a relationship with someone, I'm going to self-sabotage it before they break up with me. I'm going to break up with you before you break up with me. You're not even mm -hmm. aware of it, mm -hmm. right? People have done this. Like before this goes wrong, and it could even be fear of success. Before I get on out there and get exposed, I'm just going to go ahead and just, just do something crazy so I never get out there, mm -hmm. right? And so, for, first of all, just be able to work through, you know, some of those past hurts so you don't self-sabotage. And then be able to, to, to set up safety. So you have to put people in either safe or unsafe. There's mm -hmm. a book called Safe People by Dr. Henry Cloud that I think will be very good for you to be a, a good read to be able to figure out how to put people in safe boxes and unsafe boxes and proceed accordingly. And then once you date someone safe, again, it changes your uh, connection to them. You have to get used to it because you are initially going to see them as boring. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Where's the chaos? But you have to work through that and say it's not boring. This is actually healthy. And then she's able to be in, in a committed relationship that lasts a lifetime. You know, that's the hope. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. I, I don't have anything to say. I think that was good, Dr. Tart. Excellent. I appreciate it, Dr. Johnson. Dr. Tart. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Tart. Spelman and Morehouse in the building. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the Spelman wow. Morehouse duo. They just dropped some new Nikes. Uh, Spelman I Nike dropped the Nikes and the Morehouse dropped the Nike too. Yeah. Big Absolutely. shout out to Spelman. Big shout out to uh, Spelman and Morehouse. I went to the homecoming this year too. It was. Oh, oh yeah. Yo, you know what's crazy? It's like when you're around all of that blackness mm. and that love and just so many different types of people. It's like when I went back home, I was like, what the hell? I'm, like, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say, <laughs> but anyway, I'm like, I wanna, I want that all yeah. the time. Our it was homecomings just are it was, yes. unmatched. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, unmatched. As a matter of fact, Doctor Stacy, what I want you to do, I think you got some special coming for the people that they need to know about. So please let them know. Yes, yes, yes. So my next book after eight years, I have not released. Like this is my first book in eight years. So it's called "Don't Be a Taw." And how to avoid the decisions and habits of a typical ass woman to get the man you want to want you. So I talk, the ta is typical ass woman. And I am, I've been her. Hey, oh, oh ha, ha. See, that's a whole hallelujah up in there. That's a whole, I could go in tongues about her, right? But I'm not her anymore. But there has been a process to this journey. I'm being very transparent on who I was and really just, you know, hopefully shining some light with women because at the end of the day, our parents, because a lot of who I was had a lot to do with my parents, like Dr. Charter and I talked about, they do the best they can. And a lot of me was angry that I didn't have what I needed, you know, to really help me not be toxic, not be a TAW. I also have um, January 12th, I got It's My Season, It's My Turn for Love, The Secrets to Getting the Man You Want to Want You. It's the ultimate class, I say, for a divine feminine woman. It's really, I teach divine, the, the divine feminine different than any woman. It's not in what you wear. It's not in your hair, your wigs, your nothing. It's literally understanding how to inspire a man to love you the way that you want to be loved. Not teach him, but how you being who you are. That's why my whole thing is accountability. You being who you are will inspire him, the right man. Because there's some men out there for the streets, girl. I don't have no class on them. But anyway. For the streets. <laughs> <laughs> and my Instagram is at just date girl. At just date girl. Boom. There you have it. Thank you guys so much for coming up in here again. Uh, you know, y'all know where Harley Initiated is going. We're not stopping. You know, it's going to be three shows a week, every single week next it. year. 
So, you know, I have a really good feeling. The yeah. audience will be introduced to you guys all over again. They're going to see y'all again because yes. I don't know. We told y'all about that that festival we rocking with. We yes. venue shopping tomorrow. We oh, are venue wow. shopping yeah, we tomorrow. We got four uh, hotels that we're looking at because we're hosting in Atlanta. We're planning for 2,000 in attendance. So, yeah. Oh, wow. We're spending the whole day tomorrow uh, checking out these venues. I love that. Oh, yeah. I it's going to happen. It's going to be – I mean, we landed a huge partner on this, so it's going to be pretty massive. But, we, you know, the, when we looked at it, we just got initiates all over – the country and we want to do something big enough to make it worth a trip coming out here to atlanta you know one of the meccas uh for us so we we gonna make it happen and it's gonna be oh my gosh it's gonna be incredible i'm gonna talk to you guys a little bit more Absolutely. about it they're they gonna come let, let me drop my credentials y'all yeah. so, so uh, please ig look at dr tart at dr t-a-r-t-t -T. Mm -hmm. and then if you're looking for a dating advice you know from a couple check out ringformula.com ringformula.com and let us know that you came from hardly initiated uh, so that we we know how to give you credit. Boom. All right. Yes. Rainformula.com. And that's where you get a husband and wife perspective on how to date, how to have quality commitments and date towards marriage. Because that's what you want. And you want support to be able to make it happen because you're going to see other people getting married no matter what you're going to do. Period. And you want to be in the number. Yeah. Period. All right. So, so and what I like about them is honestly, both Dr. Tart and Mecca dated outside and they had enough dating experience. A lot of times I think we get confused by these people who they dated one person or they've been married 30 years and they got, no girl, you've been with that man 30. You don't know nothing about these streets right now. <laughs> and what I love about them is they're very transparent and honest about their dating journeys before each other. So I would um, say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you need to get as multiple dating courses out here because yes. they're all going to give you something different. So yeah. uh, look out for, for Dr. Johnson's course. Yes. All right. You. And the extravagant places that y'all travel. Oh, around. absolutely. <laughs> I do have my retreats. Thank you, right, Dr. Right, Tart. Right, That's right. my Morehouse brother. I do have my retreats. We're um, having another retreat 2024. We're going to Peru. And I tell you, ladies, if you have not traveled on any of my retreats for the last five years, you are missing out. And we do have an application process. I have to say that because I want to make sure I bring the right 16 women together for these retreats and go to just date girl for any information about look that. at these resources yeah. so shout out to y'all for what y'all doing man. yeah appreciate that appreciate yeah. that i appreciate I'm it i'm just looking at the chat the chat is like excited about that event man oh yeah, yeah. we're gonna bring it all together yeah listen i'm uh, for, first of all we, we just hit y'all with a ton of resources all right so you see we got two amazing people here Make sure y'all tap in with these folks here. I absolutely love both of them. Thank y'all so much for thank coming you. back up here. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you all thank initiates you. that's up in this joint. And if you have made it this far, guys, please do not leave this video without hitting that great thumbs up. That's how we spread this message. That's how we grow this platform. And I need you to subscribe, especially if you're on the edge. We got people still like tiptoeing on that subscribe button. Go ahead and make that decision. Do that thing for us, all right? But listen, we love you guys. We love you guys. We will be back on Sunday. Got an amazing episode coming this Sunday with Paul Bashea Williams, mm. men's oh, therapist. Yeah. And it's going to be super dope. A lot of y'all, listen, my brothers that got these trust issues with these women, because trust me, the brothers out here got issues too. Man, we dropped some game on that one. That's going to be this Sunday at 5 p.m. And we coming back to you every Monday and Wednesday night for the rest of this year at 8 p.m. sharp. We're not missing it. So as you guys know, hardly initiated, we are out.